anniversary, baby. Got you on my mind. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my Number 108 for Play. Ba, da, 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 while I, yeah. okay. Let's start the feud. Um, you while I, da, 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 here, people showing up, we think, we hope, uh, people might be departing in the midst of it as well, but uh, don't worry so much about that. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm back. Hi. Thank God. I am God. Mark Gaming Jesus McDonald. Uh, without having heard the last two episodes, <laughs> I apologize for them. <laughs> anyway. They weren't, they weren't too bad. Yeah, Craig, no, Craig, I, Craig I heard they were them. good. Yeah, so. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, well, one person liked them, <laughs> at least. Um, good. But uh, yeah, what, what did I what did I miss? JJ uh, Epperson, JJ, it's not Disney, Epperson. <laughs> what is that about? This was about our Dark Souls conversation. This is about our Dark Souls two uh, conversation. Yes, Dark Souls two is is cartoon violence. And how? Well, here, well, we got, we got a father at the table. We yeah. should get his opinion. On That's it true. We do have a father here. That is uh, Jake Add Casdol. What? Uh, who cannot even <laughs> sit still for five seconds, even when describing his own game to you. Is like browsing magazines and things like that. Oh, and oh. special guests are arriving even as we speak. But uh, just to stay on topic real fast, Jake, you are a father. I am. Some, Hi. Uh, you have a four, three-year-old. Four. 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 Just turned four. Almost five. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. And a two? Two and a half. And a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would you consider it okay... To show your children you playing Dark Souls, I'm gonna go with no. Okay, <laughs> and why, why is that? that? <laughs> I mean, we watch we watch Star Wars, and there's a lot of cutting and shooting in there. Yeah, um, that's kind of the most violent stuff we watch, though. Pretty much everything else is a little bit more G-rated. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and say Dark Souls is maybe on the on the cutty edge. <laughs> as long as you don't show them the like the grotesque demon stuff. nightmare world. There's a lot of nightmare. Uh, there's a nightmare fuel in there. Yeah, yes. not really for, though. For I mean, the, the entire game it's is debatable. basically a dark, like dismal world full of like depressed demons. Be a lot and of questions afterwards. It'd be a actually, lot of questions. Right. Yes. Your description of it actually sounds like what the living room looks like of the players playing Dark Souls. <laughs> it's dark. There's a lot of people bleeding. It smells I, like you imagine the dungeon. Listen, Dark Souls I, I, I'm well aware of what the setting for Dark Souls is, and I pick and choose the places that I he sees. Like he can see but the place with all the with dragons. Like a three-year-old, like he's like, because you can't just, a, like, I mostly only play it while he's seconds. asleep, and and if he does play it, I I make sure that it's a, a, a spot that's not like fighting the rotten which is a, a big bad guy with a bunch of dead bodies made it's of a bunch of dead that. bodies no the it's game not is like it is not always that it is not always there's that there's like two especially is like non-stop zombies a like half of the enemies are zombie type creatures as long as as long as you're explaining what's going on these are yeah. the bad guys 
are you like, well, let me let me say, Haru, let me explain this. Long time ago, <laughs> the lost sinner tried to kindle he doesn't need a soul to know that info. into a bonfire. No, he doesn't need to know okay. that. Well, questionable parenting aside. <laughs> My kid learned about zombie somewhere. Juno does the, the zombie thing all the time now, and I don't yeah, really picked it up. Yeah, he, he enacts being he a zombie. He's got the zombie walk down. Kids know about zombies. <laughs> lurches across the room, and like no one, I don't know where he got it. It's everywhere, know. man. It's everywhere. Um, uh, but uh, continuing, you've already heard from from the, some of our other cast members. Um, John Headdrop Ricciardi is here. <laughs> I can't even say what that means. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> um, but you can say that you're working on a project. I can say that having to name like 800 skills is in any game, even the greatest game ever made, is enough to drive a man insane. And you're watching these skills be executed and then the naming them, tweak them. They, yes. Um, so me, please. also enough to drive any man insane is our other special guest that is Raj uh, Fireball Joshi. Yes. Erstwhile producer these days at the uh, 17-Bit Studios, partner in crime. The studio director. Oh, well, ding, oh. Ding. okay then. Well, congratulations, I'll take the my podcast, crown back. Mr. Fancy uh, <laughs> Studio Director. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, about PAX and PAX East and stuff like that, but maybe I can coax one of our other special guests to grab a uh, drink from the refrigerator and join us here on the podcast as well. Would anyone like to step up of the four two-player people that we have here today with us we have all numbered um, numbered people today we have eight four we have 17 bit we have two players. you think that's on accident <laughs> i see you the think show that's was on for the hundredth episode i think that's full of different delicious beverages check the bottom uh, uh drawer and uh, help yourself what's that tomato beer tomato beer we are out of i think uh, we have an orange beer here though if you would like to try one, it's been highly rated. Orange but boom. Help yourselves come and uh, and uh, grab a drink and join the discussion. Um, and uh, why don't we then start with that PAX stuff? So you guys were there. You guys were exhibiting there. The Galaxy, of course. Galaxy and the Indie Mega Booth. Yep. Uh, pretty crazy. You know, talk every of the year show. It gets bigger and bigger. Nonstop. Definitely no question. Talk of the show. We'll talk more about like Galaxy where that is. But if you were to put a second biggest talk of the show after Galaxy. Probably what were people talking about? Probably below. Below was on a lot of people's lips. Yep. Below was looking real good. Saw the first footage of it finally come out of that uh, show. We were like desperate. We were wondering. No one posted footage on Friday, right? And we were like, are they? Is it embargoed? What's going on? What's, I'm just dying to see like gameplay. Were they not allowing off-screen? Footage? No, they were. They were. And in oh. fact, direct no, they capture, were direct feed. Was, yeah, it was. Wow. Most people had nice direct feed footage after a day. I see. Yeah. That's right. But they all kind of hit at once, and people were like. Uh, Polygon had a nice thing on it. IGN had some uh, really good footage, um, and uh, yes, yeah, friends of ours there at, at Cappy were, were showing it off and stuff like that. But yeah, it seemed like it came out with super positive buzz. You guys got to play it for a while. I got to watch Jake play it. For I got to play for about half an minutes. hour. It was crowded as hell the whole show, and so it, the first night I think uh, Reddit Reddit show stopped when the enforcers start coming out and busting around the the little people. Right. Uh, I jumped over there and uh, and jumped on when one guy was leaving, and Sylvain the artist was watching, and, and Nathan was over there, and then uh, Chris was kind of hovering over my shoulder. He's a good friend of mine, the creative director. And, Cappy, you know, he was excited yeah. for me to to get my hands on. I played it last year at GDC for the first time, and so. Um, and that was just for like maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes. And so this time I got to go deep for about half an hour 
uh, while he was kind of coming and going, and you know, I was asking a lot of questions, and he was watching me play, seeing what I was reacting to. And do you have headphones on? It was and awesome. Do the whole yeah. audiovisual deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a big TV. I was sitting right in front of it. Had headphones on. It seems like mood and atmosphere is a big, big, big deal, deal to that game. Yeah, I mean, your dude game. is so small. Your dude is so, so small. Like, my only thought was like, I want to play this on a on a wall. Like, I want to play a on huge, a huge projector. Yeah, yeah. So the guy's bigger, but like, because you, you can kind of take in the whole you know, a chunk of floor that you're on. Like, you can see a lot of stuff around you, and it's just, you know, it's very atmospheric, very moody. You know what it reminded me of seeing it? Well, and I, I had the same feeling when I was watching the footage because I was looking at it on my iPhone because I was out when the footage finally came out. So, like, not only is it tiny, but I'm looking at it on, like, my tiny iPhone screen. But even so, like, the animation and the stuff they were doing with the lighting, I noticed, like, it's so simple in a way that they're able to do some stuff, like, really all the way which is like walking around a campfire and all just all the different shadows that are projecting and stuff yeah like that, that was new that was really cool and the animation mm-hmm. also looked like really smooth at least like what of what i saw but um the uh the thing that it really reminded me of john i'm sure you played this game i don't know if anybody else would have but the old intellivision ad and d games do you oh, remember yeah. that where you could only see the room you were in and then you i mean you were really small on the screen you were the intellivision guy basically that right. you were in like 90% of intellivision games and you would only see what was in the next room and so you know as he like ran along to the next room it would just the little hallway would appear and then the next room would appear and you had a little bow you had a bow, which is the only thing you had, and you hear the dragon. And there you hear a rat or, or Cloud, a thing Cloudy like Mountain, that. I think was where you were headed to beat the. Yeah, that was yeah there was a couple of games in that series, um, and uh, they were both pretty cool. But it actually reminded me of like a shot through time, like cool updated version of that. Um, what else? What else? What did you say about that game? I, Anything I'm else? I'm really to curious add? about how did the pacing feel. Pacing is is deliberate it's you know it's not a it's not a really fast-paced game it's kind of i mean it's kind of dark souls in 2d like you you know you you can die really quickly you can die really quickly so did you die many times uh i died a few times you know from like random things that i had no idea what it was and it just killed me and then i didn't die from it again because i got Ah. i got real nervous and i started walking real slow and i started walking around with my shield up in front of me playing cautiously yeah you got to play cautiously because you can just be taken down almost immediately um i figured out quite a bit of the pickups there's like no text in the game so you kind of noodle around with things and mm. figure out like what does this do you know what does this do so i ate this and it helped that and um but yeah very deliberate very beautiful you know sort of somber melancholy very gorgeous uh you know i want to spend a lot of time with it mm. no dialogue or anything right no text nothing at all what I've no s- i like sound that. being like a big part right. of the yeah jimmy guthrie's music so... obviously super rad and just right. you know very atmospheric and moody and, and beautiful and just very um very deliberate pace, you know, very slow pace compared to a lot of modern action games. But then when it gets intense, it gets really intense. Um, but the fighting's fair. I mean, the, the, the creatures I fought, you can kind of see them glowing kind of off screen, so you kind of know they're down there. Um, and, you know, it goes from kind of the slow, not trotting, but kind of a slower pace to this, like, you can feel yourself kind of tense up. You're like, fuck, I don't want to go fight those guys. Like, you know, they're, they're tough. And, like, I learned their patterns. Like, they're, they communicate their attacks and stuff pretty clearly. And the only time I would get really hurt is when I would kind of you get kind of panicky you know you kind of like you try to go for a couple hits or whatever and then he hits you back and you're like shit I shouldn't have done that I knew I shouldn't have done that I should have taken it carefully but I I got a little greedy or I got a little just antsy because these big things are mean and they can strike fast and and cut you down and it doesn't it never zooms in right it's just always in that super zoomed out view right yeah Yeah. so I wonder do they accomplish like that feeling of intimacy from that change of pacing that change of like urgency I think the scale just reads so unusually for a game like that because you're moving so you know, you're moving slowly, and you're this little dude in this big space, 
and you're kind of un- unfurling the darkness as you walk through it. Like it's got this really cool kind of graphic effect of like this kind of living darkness almost. And right. as you walk up to it, it sort of clears out of the way and like you know dissipates permanently to kind of show you where you've walked. Um, and yeah, you just have this real you know slow pace, and you don't know what's going to jump out and kill you at any time. So you kind of have to you know it's just weird because you're like so small and you you're used to like running around at a pace like that, right? And and it's going really slow, and you have to be slow because you've got to be careful with every step. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's gorgeous. It's one of my most anticipated games. You know, we're all friends with those guys, so we've known about it for a while. But like this is the first time I've seen any gameplay because I right. haven't played it before. And like you know, they've shown trailers, but they've all been like just that kind of cinematic stuff. Excuse me, and. It looks super interesting to me, and it sounds like the kind of game... We've talked about it on this podcast a million times, but, like, we're all... I mean, I'm especially, like, super in favor of, like, games that just throw you out there and give you no help, no talking, no anything. So it sounds like it's right up my alley. I'm really excited mm. to play it. Well, uh, shifting gears and stepping up to the stick mic, um, orange beer uh, in hand, uh, one of our special friends, special guests, friends of the show from uh, Two Player Productions... Paul, uh, how you doing, man? Paul Levering. Good to be here. Lever, lever, leverling, right? Leverling. Levering. levering. Okay. Leverling. And you were not, you guys were not at um, PAX East, right? Because you guys were coming out here. Yeah, I think that we, were we here already? Or were we on our way? You guys? Just before it yeah, just before it started. But um, you guys, uh, for people who, who don't know, although they probably do if they listen to this show, in addition to doing the uh, the My Number 9 stuff, which you guys have uh, did uh, really kicked ass on during that uh, Kickstarter and now mm-hmm. continuing with the uh, documentary episodes now, um, the first ones since the Kickstarter now being filmed uh, since you guys are in town here. Doing the Double Fine Adventure stuff still, doing Amnesia Fortnite. Um, you guys just got through that big marathon, which was awesome. Um, definitely super highly recommended for anyone who hasn't checked that out. Um, I don't know if you guys ended up talking about it on the show. I guess it, it uh, probably finished like right as I left, but... Um the uh, the the series for anybody who doesn't well why don't you tell us about that actually what amnesia what you guys did on uh, what you guys do on amnesia Fortnite well Double Fine has a yearly game jam that lasts for two weeks and uh, the whole company breaks out into teams and they all work on prototypes and try to get as much done as possible and we just document the entire thing and try to release episodes almost every day right so it keeps people which on top seems of insane having worked in video seems like really insane work schedule super ambitious i mean these are like 25 minute half hour episodes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're doing you guys must not get much sleep those two weeks every year oh uh, no <laughs> we work in cycles okay yeah so one day one person shoots with the help of an assistant and then they have the sound guy uh steve he works every day and then um that person then edits the footage the following day and then the editor switches off so Every day, someone is shooting and then editing the next day, and it sort of jumps back and forth. So, this year was really good. So, yeah, if you haven't, is there is there a free episode up on YouTube or anything like that? For all of Amnesia Fortnite's up there. Yeah, it's oh, all free. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Duh. That's right. It was totally. That's how I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah, like if you haven't uh, uh, seen it, definitely like check it out. They they bounce back and forth between the four projects. Was it this year? Yeah, um, uh, bounce back and forth between the projects and like it's very much like a warts and all. I mean, it seems like that's one of the things that that you guys have been pretty good about um, with the uh, Double Fine Adventure uh, Kickstarter doc videos uh, as well, which you can now 
buy just on their own, right? Yeah, we, new... we put that up for sale just before we left. Right. So now oh, wow. uh, every person out there can buy into it for $10, and that gets you the entire series. And we're still adding new episodes. And so, that's like yeah. you're 14, 15 deep into that now? Uh, 14. We still need to post a 15th episode when we get back. That's crazy. So, like, you guys, that's well beyond the scope of what you were originally thinking, right? For that. Yeah, for that. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess it makes sense in that it's about Broken Age. So, both, both things kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think Broken went Age beyond. is beyond the scope of what right. was originally <laughs> But um, But if you haven't seen those, those are really good. It's. Uh, it's pretty like from the outside at least anyway like way more honest than that kind of stuff than you normally see but still like edit edited in like a pretty fun entertaining way um and especially with the amnesia fortnite stuff like you're bouncing around between so many people and and all of those double fine guys are just really like you know on it like really can talk well about their games unlike me right now but like really really good on camera but also like honest and real and not just like spinning kind of marketing thing even with their own like little game and stuff like that so yeah double fine shows a lot of stuff that most companies normally wouldn't show and um backers appreciate it and sometimes the media runs with it and makes a big mess out of it but i think that's just what happens when you sort of get into uncharted territory how has that stuff been like how is the have there been any have you guys ever gotten any any uncomfortable positions where you feel like oh, actually, like, we showed that, and now it's been either misinterpreted or, like, kind of blown out of proportion, or is there ever any talk where it's like, well, I don't know, maybe we don't need to, like, show, you know, everything. Maybe that's going to be misinterpreted, actually, if we show it, even though, you know, are there a lot of that type of moments? Sometimes we anticipate it, and other times it's a surprise. Right. And uh, some things that we think aren't going to be a big deal end up being a big deal. So it's kind of hard to anticipate, and we tend to just sort of skew towards trying to be honest about everything. Mm. And um, sometimes it ends up being a big press story, like the uh, the delay and splitting the game in half and things like that. Right, right. And uh, just in the last episode, we talked about sales figures, but that also sort of came out during PAX, so I don't think anyone was really Yeah, I really attention. want to see, you guys mentioned that. It sounds like a really good episode. I'm uh, really excited to see that. It's interesting, because that's information that people just protect so closely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah wasn't there just something about how uh someone put together uh, a listing for steam yes Guests. we actually yes. have that in the news we're going to talk about that in um yeah just completely somebody crawled basically like the steam pages and kind of was trying to All put the together sales number yeah, yeah exactly through like a statistical sampling and stuff like that you can but. get in trouble if you do that yourself like, I don't think Steam wants you to post your. Oh, I'm sure they're not. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not happy about this yeah. guy. Well, they said too that like a lot of after they started doing it, a lot of people basically just contacted them sort of off the record and gave them their sales figures. So like that right. they got some real information. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know which is which, but well, and they mm-hmm. could confirm. I think they mostly used it to confirm. Are we that close? Yeah. But right. anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk a bunch more about that. But yeah, that 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 is, and not only just that, but even you know, <clears throat> companies protect how they make their games like what their process is and what problems they're having what doubts they're having and stuff like that a lot of stuff you're seeing in that double fine adventure i mean what i was thinking about when i was watching it and also the um the massive chalice stuff did you guys have you guys done much of the the massive that's a lot more like live stream stuff massive chalice has been all live stream but we have a series planned and it's totally different from the double fine adventure oh really yeah it's going to be more uh educational Okay. The plan is that we're going to go deep on all the different uh, disciplines of development 
and sort of give people an idea of what it takes to get into that field in mm -hmm. the game industry. Mm -hmm. So uh, more technical, nice. it's kind of an answer to uh, some of the criticism we get on the Double Fine Adventure for being too, uh, um, not just going in deep enough on the technical Really? You guys get that, that, that criticism? Yeah. I mean, I understand where it's coming from. There's yeah. people who are in game schools or just they want to be in the industry and they want to sure. really get into the nitty-gritty of it. I see. Interesting. For me, it really it really did feel like... I mean, sometimes when I'm watching a director's commentary on, uh, on a, with a movie and stuff like that, it almost feels like film school. Like this, Double Fine uh, Adventure especially, really felt to me like... like game dev school like it, yeah i think it gives you a good general overview of how everything works right but um maybe you're not going to learn exactly what type of program you have to use and maybe sure, some sure. some nice right. hints on how to get started stuff like that right or maybe the proper expectations you should have if you're trying to get into the industry right so i think that's what we're going to shoot for at massive chalice what kind of stuff if these guys were to come over to 17-bit studios and uh do a, a documentary about what's going on right now in the development of galaxy oh my jake do not answer that question <laughs> <laughs> What, what kind of what kind of uh we actually had um uh, uh Haskey, was, Steve Haskey Steve from uh, Unwinnable came over and did a one day sort of micro documentary and we were like cramming we're like freaking out right before packs and I was like okay just you know stay out of the way just kind of stay out of the way yeah just don't get hit don't get run over just stay out of the way and you can just watch what we do you know we have our morning stand up and then there's a lot of screaming and yelling and you know, name calling and yeah. freaking out and pointing <laughs> fingers and afternoon it's a, sumo. It's a tumultuous soap opera for sure. I right? Mean, it's it's, uh, it's eight guys that that are all trying to work together. I don't. It's it's like a eight is enough. Yeah. Uh, it's it much, sounds like the real world. Real world. That you were just like yeah. eight guys. You live together in one house and try to make try a game to make together. A game. That's yeah. crazy. You have moments where uh, everybody's celebrating together. You have moments where like people just can't even look at each other. Uh, weird. Personal interaction stuff, weird, uh, you know, technical difficulties, and then Dude, technical difficulties. I'm curious. Just, okay, everyone here from from filmmaker perspective, from developer developer perspective, indie game, the movie, weigh in, go. Pretty solid. I mean, like realistic. Yep, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's my experience. Okay, I was off screen for a bunch of that stuff between you know Jason and Phil. Like that was all live, unscripted stuff. You know, it's right. real. I mean, I think it's pretty much like you're a family, right? Uh, uh, a friend of mine was saying, hey, let's put a party together for all you and your coworkers. And I asked, why? Like, I see these people 12 to 16 hours a day. You're on top of each other. <laughs> right. You know, and then when you have a rapport with people like that, you say almost anything right. at any given time. Very, we're very close. Yeah, we, we know a lot about each other. and It's, it, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty hectic. Emotions mm. run high. Everything's sure. super important. Um, Sir Mix a lot comes by the office <laughs> now and then. I saw right. on your, one of your Facebook pages. Quick, yeah, yeah, quick totally aside, what, what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> Long story quick, short. Quick, quick, long quick story aside. Short, I tweeted, whatever the hell happened to Sir Mix-a-Lot? Yeah. Like, moments later, he's like, yo, bro, I'm still at it. And I was like, dude, <laughs> sweet. I, like, I'm making the samurai video game. I would love to do, I would love you to do the song. Is it all on Twitter? Yeah. Wait, okay. Really? He's like, yeah, cool. We should, we should meet up. He's in Seattle. I'm in Seattle. I was like, holy shit, I want to meet Sir Mix-a-Lot. This is like, all it go. takes to meet Sir yes, Mix-a-Lot. Yes, <laughs> Twitter, dude. It's the future. And he so really he, had kind, a big of, hit in he a kind of disappeared years. for a while, and I came back, and then I was like, well, I guess he's not getting back to me. This isn't happening. Then he would like, come back. He's like, hey, bro, you still want me to do that song? I was like, yes, dude. Wait, whoa, whoa. Stop right there. Nothing happened for months, and then Sir Mix-a-Lot unbidden. You didn't email him again or anything. <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot needs money. Messaged you, <laughs> yeah. and we're like, "Hey, you still there, buddy?" Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Crazy. And so, randomly, <laughs> I mean, this, this is this is my life. It's completely randomly. We're having my 
was my 40th, 40th birthday yeah. party. party. 40th birthday party at the studio. We got a giant warehouse down downtown Seattle. It's a perfect place for big parties. We have all the big indie parties and stuff down there. Pax parties, all this stuff. So the fucking power goes out right before the party starts, right? We have the stereo. We got food. We got the lights, music, everything. Power goes out in half the building. We can't figure it out. And so the, the hardware guy, like the building like you know tech guy comes in and, and, he, and he's like looking around and they're trying to figure it out. Schneider. And he's like, Sir hey, messages you and says, no, no, no. hey, he's like, having electrical problems. He's like, hey, we're having a party tonight too at this other thing. There's like a new studio, like right down in the same warehouse, right? Okay. He's like, it's a bunch of rap like stars. Game studio? Uh, no, no. Okay. He's like, there's okay. a bunch of rap like, dudes okay. showing up. They're like this, like old school, like rap, like elite dudes are going to be at this party. He's like, you guys should like come over. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's my birthday party. We're going to have this big birthday party. You guys should come over too. He's like, yeah, Sir Mixlot's going to be there too. And I was like, oh my God. Like, we've, I've been talking to him on Twitter. I want to meet him. <laughs> he won't stop DMing me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, cool. When he gets here, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him over. And so we, we ended up hanging out and uh, he came over and played the game and, you know, we chatted about it. He's into hardware development. He's been talking yeah, with Valve. Valve. What? Did, I, did I miss that? Yeah, he likes to make controllers. He wants to make, like, some what? Uber controllers. He, the fuck? He, we made he's, Valve. Broken he's tried all the VR Valve. stuff and everything. So, uh, Mark, yeah. this is Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> he likes to mix things. You know, I don't. Want, want, want. I don't know. Yeah, where, let's just let that one. What happened yeah. with the power going so out, though? So did. So we, I thought you were going to say Sir Mix a lot turned up the fix I the power. No, no, no. The lights go back on. It's just like <laughs> standing there. Yeah. So it's awesome. We're, yeah, we're having cloud our of studio smoke. actually has electricity, uh, unlike what many people think most of the time. But he comes in and it's almost by candlelight that we're all hanging out, listening to music <laughs> on a little jam box or something like that. Yeah, it was it was great. So and then uh, I, like, I got a. He's just cool. He's super accessible. He's super down to earth. He's just like this totally cool guy. Making a song for you? He did not. By this time, the game was already done. We ended oh, okay. up going with uh, Mega Ren 64. Okay, he nice. Ended up, he ended up doing the song for it. Um, we saw him in Pat. But yeah, it was like, this is great. We took pictures you know, together, and I tweeted him. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. it's my 40th birthday party with Sir Mix a lot. And everyone was like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. Facebook and Twitter was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? I was like, I know. It was, it was awesome. Did he do an impromptu performance of Put Him on the Glass? He did not. But <laughs> at the end of the night, we got really loaded, and we went back over to their party, and they were having like a wild party. Yeah. I got to tell you this other story, dude. This is super funny. <laughs> so, you know Tim Walker, right? Tim, Dark- no. Tim Walker from Nintendo? No? Nope. So this friend of mine, Tim Walker, he was my lead when I was at Nintendo. In is this going to get him in trouble? Do we have to go back and blur no, out his name? This is a good story, though. Okay. So <laughs> Tim is coming down to the party, right? So we're having all this party, and, and I'm kind of worried that there's two parties going on, and people might get confused. Right. Which party? Right. right. So Tim, he's tweeting me. like, <laughs> Which party is the old school rap star <laughs> party, right. and which one is the indie developer 17-bit Well, you party. go up the same staircase, and <laughs> right. there's two parties yeah. going on no, in this I, warehouse, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tim, like, my party's getting going. There's a lot of people there having a good time. And I'm like, Tim's coming. I don't know where he's at. And Tim was, like, the senior dude at Treehouse for a long time. Many, okay. many, many years. So, he, uh, he's like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And so, I didn't check my phone for a while. You know, I'm bad at that sometimes. And I, I look at my thing. And he's like, dude, where are you? And I'm like, I'm looking around the party. And I go downstairs. We have, like, our little executive lounge. You know, I go down the stairs. Look at the whole thing. I'm looking over for him. I'm like, <laughs> I have an executive yeah. lounge. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but it's a lot of tapestries hanging I've been there. to your yeah. studio. And it's okay. the executive lounge. All right. Anyways, I'm like, I don't see Tim anywhere. So I go over to this party, and I, I open the door, and it, everybody is a black rap person. Okay? Right. Like, I don't know, 150 people. <laughs> and I'm looking in there, and I see Tim. He's a little white guy, like, way at the back, pouring himself a drink, just looking really bewildered. <laughs> And I go in, and, and I'm, you know, everybody like stops and is like looking at me, and I'm like the record scratch. That's my friend back there. Like I'm just gonna go get my friend, and they're like, okay, you know, they're they're cool. And, they, and I go walk back there, and he's making a drink, and I kind of tap him from behind. I'm like Tim, and he's like, yo, man. I'm like, you were at the wrong party. He's like, I thought so. <laughs> That's amazing. So we came over, and yeah, it was a great night. Cool. Wow. 
Wow, I don't even. Hey, know I learned something. His name is Sir Kevin. Sir Kevin Mixalot. His full name. Sir Mixalot had to go and finish. Yeah, on working on the Steam box. Working on biometrics. Very cool guy though. Um. Cool, yeah, and uh, so is he going to be doing the the uh, Galaxy theme song? <laughs> I, no, I hadn't thought about rap for Galaxy. Oh, We're okay. kind of going in a different direction. I guess that. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, where the hell? Well, that went all we we started we... way back in in uh, two player zone talking about video and stuff, and then you yes. asked them about the oh, indie game, the indie movie, game but... movie. Yeah, any any thoughts on indie game the movie uh, uh, film wise? Is that kind of uh, what uh, you guys think? The other guys have watched it. I still haven't watched it yet because I'm afraid it's going to. Uh... I don't infect. know, freak me out yeah. or like stylistically infect my right. brain. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I can totally understand that. Um, but uh, we know those guys and they're cool people. And I feel like we've all sort of come up together. It seems like we're all working on stuff around the same time. And so you guys now are kind of embedded with with Double Fine. You guys have moved down. Now you're like, you know, how you do the, the ads and stuff uh, as well. Costume Quest yeah. 2 recently. Costume Quest, Hack, Hack and Slash, Slash. Uh, Go to Scape, Scapegoat. Oh okay. Oh, you did so. I don't think I saw the uh, I got a scapegoat slash thing. T-shirt at packs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great I didn't know did there was you a costume the quest too. I did not. I didn't, okay. I didn't play it. I just watched it. Uh, the art drove me crazy. I love it so much. I freaked out. You uh, yeah, costume quest too. They uh, is that coming out or it's this, out or no oh, for this Halloween? Halloween. Nice. Yeah. Cool. That was a fun game. Yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, like, you were oh. a big fan. Yeah, Double Fine's making so many games right now. We're just right. doing a trailer like every other week. I was going to say, like a lot. So I guess is that enough? I guess that would be enough to keep you guys busy, especially with massive the Massive Chalice stuff you have. Massive Chalice, Double Fine Adventure, and uh, we have to finalize Amnesia Fortnite for Blu-ray. Oh, right oh wow. On. That's yeah. cool. And um, now you're in town yes. for Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, Mighty Number no. 9. I'm How's just... that been going so far? Oh, yeah. it's great. Uh, we've been in the uh, Tokyo concepts and NT creates offices um, talked to a lot of people had a nice interview of Inafune got to play the latest version of the ROM yes which is super cool yes mm. I think we were all kind of surprised yeah by by that it's come a long, maybe a long way in the two weeks since we saw it at GDC or whatever it, uh, these guys are moving certainly is uh, yeah I think uh, I, I don't know I play it and I think people are going to be happy yeah I, I don't know how they wouldn't be right. it seems totally awesome yeah, I keep. I mean, it feels like it feels like two games, which I think is amazing. There's like a game for the normal gamer, and then there's a game for a pro, super hardcore, there. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's well. interesting how I mean they've talked about that, how that's their plan for the design, but you know to see it, I haven't actually you know seen much of it yet, but see it come to fruition will be really interesting because yeah. it's a really smart idea to make it you know easy for people like you know jj's son but then also yeah. like people like well, us who want to go hardcore it's still easy not gonna be JJ's easy son. yeah JJ's it's gonna be a little anywhere in that game it's a little too tame for him though it's there's not enough death and gore. right that's yeah, true yeah there's not he, enough he, can, he, can, he can hold he can hold his own in mario i think he could do okay with but that. but um what one other thing that i'm curious about with you so now having Nobody's done the headed. the kickstarter uh, pitch video and the first documentary and now this other documentary and having done all the stuff you've done for Double Fine and Minecraft movie and, and, and all that stuff like Japanese you've started to get, get some experience now in Japanese game dev at least with Concept and Inti Creates but um, like any big differences or things that surprised you about kind of the development over here as opposed to how it is uh, in the West or with Double Fine and the guys you've worked with at least? Well, it feels like um, I guess we didn't really know what to expect from the team because we haven't seen a lot of um, those people like able to voice their opinions and right. talk about what they're doing, which is what was exciting to us about this project. Yeah, very few people have. Yeah, and they're 
as far as we can tell, they're being very honest and we just weren't sure what to expect. It's right. like, is that an acceptable thing? Like, can you complain about stuff? Like, how honest can you be about your feelings about the game process? And right. uh, we just get a lot of great stuff from anyone that we talk to. And it just, and you know, they seem just like American devs, really. Right, right. Um, so far, it seems like Mighty Number no. 9 is going really well. So I don't know how much... I know it worries me. It worries me because from the from the filming standpoint, like something I noticed about the, some of the Amnesia Fortnite games was it almost seemed to follow like a traditional like film story arc where it was like this game's going, it's going great, everything's going great, everything's going great, and in the meantime it's like oh this is fucking awful, like no one knows anything that's happening, and then you get to like the second act, and then or you know whatever it turns, and mm. it's like oh shit, actually things are going great, but like oh fuck, and, like what's gonna happen, and like our ambitions are crazy, and fuck oh it's all falling apart, and then on the other hand it's like the ones that were falling apart is like oh man now we're turning it around, like we're getting montage you know music <laughs> kicks in and you start going, and so anytime like when you know the, the development and we've been uh, uh, I've been at uh, some of the meetings uh, with you guys this week, but like talking about how good things are going, it's like, oh, like, <laughs> wait a second, like, <laughs> what's that mean have for the, the future? Story, yeah. yeah. If it's going good the entire time, like, it's something, something's got to like give a certain at some point. Uh, the feel if, good, even if there, the summer. <laughs> yeah, even if there isn't any like terrible drama that happens during the project, I just feel like there's so much material there for us to tap into. It doesn't really matter, right? Right, um, well, especially so with Japanese yeah. game, de- like they're so rare, you yeah. get this kind of peak. I mean, we could it. we would ask Inafune questions, and he would answer in a way that was like completely unexpected, and just open this whole can of worms. Like um, just today, we were talking about uh, character movement and character control, and like you know what it takes to sort of get the feel of moving back around in the environment. Right, and he started talking about this philosophical approach to how the character's movement represents like that character's spirit in the game and just like all this kind of stuff about <laughs> transporting the player into the role of that character and it's right. like well I didn't just ask you that but that's amazing and I'm glad that you started talking about <laughs> that's that. awesome that's exciting so what can can you give us any taste of what you know with the first episode there was you kind of there was like a jumping back and forth between like the the developers there was some Matsumai stuff in there there was some stuff even with like us and the people but like what can people look forward to in this next episode like a hint. I know you guys haven't planned it all out. I'm sure, but uh, it's just you're starting to you're starting to see the building blocks come into place. Um, it's a lot of uh, character movement, um, action development, um, just the very beginning of stages being laid out, and more designs. like hands on with the actual game itself, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, because I guess before it was everything mm-hmm. just sort of the vision. It was but mostly now it's philosophy, sort of like, and right. now you're starting yeah. to see it. The first start one was to set up. Place. Yeah, this yeah. one is kind of like the actual beginnings of the game are starting to function and um we're going to tomorrow we're shooting inafune as he plays through the latest version of the rom and gives his feedback which should be really awesome, awesome. that's super exciting nice. yeah and, i'm uh, jealous that we're not gonna be able to be there <laughs> i would really love to be there for one of those they've shown some videos of those but that's gonna be so good that you guys are gonna be there for that i imagine our next trip will be more like stage enemy and boss focused because right. that's when that stuff will really be in place a lot more right cool and um then we'll finish it out with something that's probably going to be more like a post-mortem right with the team reflecting back on the process a bit more cool so that's exciting so sh- good. shifting mm. gears i know there's a game that i'm sure i'd haven't listened to the last two episodes but i'm sure you guys didn't talk about this game because i didn't realize this game was even out yeah i sowed the seed in your mind yes yeah. we talked about this before so deception mm. four 
Yeah, the fourth one. Oh, uh, the one with the girl with the Tecmo's blue hair. Deception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, is it? Is it the, they still make those? The, yeah. So that was yes. my exact <laughs> reaction, and also Paul, who's a fan. I knew you, this you was didn't coming. know about it until yeah. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right? I only just ran. I, I checked the Vita release lists just because I only play stuff on the Vita anymore. Right, right. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Where'd this come from? It's been like 15 Colin's years. Been playing that at work. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah he's, so know, he so tell us about it for people who don't know what Tecmo's Deception is. Yeah. For people who don't know what it is and also just like your take on this new one. Well, Deception is just like a sadistic trap setting game. It almost... Um, what's what's that one with the uh, Orcs Must Die mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. been popular lately? It feels like that's got a bit of deception in it because you're setting up these obstacles and you have to stop a person who's sort of navigating an environment but you're also running around in the environment sort of setting the traps inside the rooms right and it has a very dark uh bend to it like you're definitely playing an evil character and doing terrible things to good people we were in our uh airbnb in boston after pax one night everyone's just kind of like flopped down and colin's in the corner on his couch and i just hear this this girl screaming I'm like, are you playing a Japanese game right now? And he's like, how did you know? I'm like, yeah. all it is is girls screaming, and I, I don't know. I just, I, I had, a, I had, I had a gist. All I could think of was the voice actress and like her in the studio over and over. Oh, 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 oh. Can you do the O oh one more time? Oh. Thank you. But so, yeah, I guess the original conceit. This is like a PS1 era yeah, game, yeah. and yeah. they come out sporadically between now and then. I mean, I guess this is the fourth one. I think the last one was on the PS2. P- was it not a PSP one? I thought there was like a PSP. I one. lost track. There was a one called Trapped. Ago. Oh, okay. and I think they that kind of switched that might be around. like the fourth one. I, okay. I never played that one. And did Tecmo make this one too? Then? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. But um, so, how does it feel as a fan of the uh, of the the early games? I would think it feels a lot like the early games. And I feel like it hasn't really progressed any hmm. beyond that. For uh, better and for worse, basically. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of the original, it's pretty much more the same. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think they just give you more traps you can use in a combo, which I don't know if that's like a huge evolutionary <laughs> Trap leap. combo. Yeah. But are you? has it been long enough where you're kind of like, okay, I'm enjoying being back in that game? Yeah, kind of it kind of feels like, feel. a, it feels like a greatest hits. Like It seems like yeah. they took all the old traps and they dumped them into this, and now it's got like a uh, puzzle mode which is what I'm enjoying the most right now because it just sets up a scenario and it gives you a certain number of puzzles to oh, solve it with. Okay, That's a good okay. Idea. My That's favorite part cool. is that it, there's these big demon-looking knights coming at you with all this armor on and they start getting banged around and it's some chick in a bikini underneath and all her armor gets banged off. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about the series is <laughs> that like, like, is so as Japan. the series has gone on, <laughs> the main Japan. character has less and less clothes until like this one's where she's like barely wearing anything. Yeah, this one is like the most sexualized I yeah. think the series has been. Oh, so the sound effects really. Like, yeah. okay. I guess I've been experiencing the game only through audio, but basically when I close my eyes, I've been seeing the, what you described. Yeah. Vita's kind of gone in that direction in Japan, I would say. There's yeah. a lot, well, handheld gaming in general, but there's a lot of uh, overly fan sexualized, fan service yeah. type stuff. games. Yeah, it's yeah. like nerd service it's, almost. It's like, weird you know, because like, like, the American Vita stuff is just killing it with all this indie stuff. Well, right. yeah. turning so into all the indie machine. It's fantastic. Like, I mean, it's yeah. great for that stuff. There's so much good stuff on the Vita. So I I was traveling a bunch after GDC, which is why I wasn't on the podcast. But um, pl- finally played a little bit of Fez on the Vita. I don't know. Has anybody else? I played a bunch of it on, on Vita. Also, yeah. Only on the PS4. I played it on PS4 also. Works mm-hmm. pretty well on the Vita. I have to say, like it's perfect. No yeah. surprises. I, mean, it, I there, didn't but... notice any differences from the Xbox version from my memory anyway. Right. Is the frame rate better than the 360 one? I was the, the Vita version was the only one I was worried about because like I know the 360 version had frame rate problems. Frame rate is fine. You know, I, I never think. really noticed a uh, frame. I don't remember. Maybe I should say frame rate problems on the 360, but I didn't notice any. I probably got like an hour into the Vita one. Okay. Didn't notice any. I'm assuming that there's not gonna 
be any. Um, and uh, what else did I have on there? I had a few other. Um, what else came out recently? Uh, Mercenary Kings came out. Uh, oh, that's PS4, right? PS4. Browsers, PS4. Browsers, browsers came out. You guys uh, talked about that already, though, right? Yes. Dynasty yeah. Warriors. Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors. Warriors. You're a big Koei uh, Tecmo fan. Dynasty Warrior fan. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm in said. the Basara camp. Oh. Dynasty Warriors ended with Dynasty Warriors 3 for me. Oh. <laughs> then Ben's three extreme. Words. Three extreme, I think. Wow. Okay, then. What, come on. It was a good series I know, at I'm one point. I was afraid to say anything because the last time I like smacked you down after talking about yeah. these games. Did you, yeah, that shitty, interchangeable. You're, you're getting an essay. You're getting an essay. Than last yeah. I got shouted down as being uh, intolerant, apparently. Yeah. Even though we had a long discussion about how uh, terrible the games were and no. how you couldn't uh, defend <laughs> also, them. Also, because recently. whatever I say, you're not going to take at, You're just going to brush it off. So. Okay, SteamWorld Dig came out. Uh, recently i don't know yes. if you played that oh, okay. i'm playing that on ps4 enjoying that man that it's game has cool. come out for like every system yeah. under the sun you yeah finished it jake on, oh yeah what would you think i loved it ran right through it yeah. i mean the 3ds it was kind of unnecessary 3d it wasn't a lot of I enjoyed a little bit. there's a bit of it but uh i kind of want to see the, the hd version i almost want to play through it again it was so short and i didn't really get it for the first little while you know it's kind of later in the game you kind of get what you're supposed to be doing mm. and stuff and what I, do you I, mean what, what were you what were you not getting that I don't you know, finally I just got wasn't really doing it right i guess i was just kind of stumbling around having fun anyways but right. then later you realize that the paths you make actually have sort of a you know are important yeah i mean you, you could make easy ways to get around faster without kind of noodling around so much right. surprise there's not more games about digging like the three i think i've ever played i have enjoyed you know mr driller for was the first but then there was <laughs> that one that nintendo put out uh with the, the pokemon guys made drill oh, drill those oh, that drill was those fun what, yeah. about, Just, what about shovel knight dude well yeah well that's not out yet but i but mean like fu- that's four. that will be the 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 uh, yeah the the <laughs> The pinnacle of digging games, but um, but you know, it feels and there was good. Like, if you do the mechanic right, Minecraft it feels is good kind to dig. of about digging. Yeah, SteamWorld dig feels good too. I don't know. It, yeah. it felt good. It felt even better when Jake told me I didn't have to keep hitting the button. I could just right. hold it down so that, and yes. dig freely. I was like, my thumb is cramping. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> digging mechanics have evolved over the years. Yeah, for sure. There was a uh, game released on the iPad before I knew about SteamWorld Dig that was like Mars. It was uh, like you- Mars Dig or Caves of Mars or something like that. And it is basically SteamWorld Dig. Like, they just kind of retextured it and released it on the iPad, essentially. Really? And I was yeah. like, oh, man, this game's super a clone fun. on the iPad? That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a really great time playing that, but it was kind of, you know, it was kind of rough around the edges. And right. then SteamWorld Dig came out on the Vita, and I was like, oh, this, oh, I see what happened here. Like, this mm-hmm. game is a million times better. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of made a poor copy of it. It's that threes. 10, 20 right. kind of thing God. where you don't even know that Did you see Phil Spencer game. tweet about 2048? No. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing? Well, he tweeted like, you know, say? from the game. I guess you can tweet your score or something and oh, everybody okay. like, dude, what are you doing? No. He's like, a lot of people don't know. playing this 2048 <laughs> game. Let me, uh... He's got a shirt for it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um let's see, what else? What else have you been playing? What else you guys been playing? You don't want to talk about Dark Souls 2? No, we're going to talk about Dark Souls 2. I okay. just didn't want to jump there myself. I, I mean, Well, on Vita specifically, it was it TK? I'm terrible with game names. TK, yeah. The Tempest, basically. Uh, TK2000? No, TXK. Tempest again, I believe it's called? No, 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 no. They couldn't use actual... I see you're smiling there. Goat Okay, you got me. Yeah, it's like TXK or something. But the funny thing is, they're almost being too clever for their own good. Because I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, wait, that TXZ game is actually just... Tempest, like, yeah. No, so, I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't get to spin the wheel in my youth. I had yes. no strategy whatsoever, and I would just spin the wheel <laughs> endlessly. Yeah, I'm right. waiting for the that peripheral. The controls confuse me. It's, it's like 
Are you a Tempest right? 2000 guy? Had you played it on previous, uh, like, different incarnations of Jeff Minter's more recent Tempest games? Or are you just... Were no, no, I, I took... Yeah, I, okay. I took a... Uh, I don't know what a twenty-nine year break. Yeah, like okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, because it came back right Jaguar and then PS Two. I think they made a version of it and whatever. There was Tempest Two Thousand, and this is basically not even really. I don't think the spiritual successor to it. It's just, it's just he it. didn't use the name yeah. because yeah. he's like, who's gonna sue me? There's nobody like fucking left there. Like, right. come right. on, Sam Tremiel is like, like getting a lawsuit together come right on, now. Come at me, like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what do you think now? I'm actually more interested in your perspective, the fact that you haven't played I, Tempest 2000. It uh, it was weird. It was like, I, I just feel like it's a it's a dashed line for me, right? I'm like right. enjoying it, and then there's that break, like Jake's saying, like, everything's going great. I mean, because I'm a wheel spinner, and now yes. I'm, I'm more mature, so I know that you can actually just rotate the wheel as you desire and right. be strategic. But on the thumbstick, there's something. There's something. That's well, because just when not you're on the downside, it's like you know, left is left, right is right. But when you're on the oh, upside, yeah. right is left and left is right. Right. I want to just like spin it around and not think about it, but you have to kind of stop and think, and that's where I die. I think you get used to it after you play it long enough, but there's definitely Maybe. a hump. I don't no, know. It definitely was like, eh, I'm not feeling this. I'm, right. I just skipped out. Yeah, something happened where it was like wasn't feeling intuitive or rewarding enough, and right. I was making stupid mistakes. Mm. But the the graphical nature of it, the the sound design, everything. I mean, super uh, vector graphic explosion, psychedelic. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know what yeah. it is. Like they, they shaped my brain. Like you know those games, and then Tron came out, and then that was it. I felt like I had dropped acid as like a nine year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tempest still looks kind of kind of cool actually like those those vector graphics games his, his iphone games are really fucking crazy dude they don't control very Jeff well Winter, but they look yeah nice. minotaur yeah. goat it's up all fucking goat stuff but there was it's good they're actually fun games the thing really? that kind of disappoints me about tkx is that yeah. it's tempest again he's like made nine million versions of tempest right i, I wish he would keep get going that argument crazy again, though, like the what's that the gun valkyrie argument where like the controls are bad on purpose or whatever right because that's the thing that's been the problem with his games i thought up until now i heard the controls are good now or they're okay now but the controls on most know. of his iphone his... games were like terrible oh maybe i oh, okay i haven't I played his iphone terrible, games but... they're they're not all about like llamas and and furry There's... things some of them are some of them aren't <laughs> okay well, um, it's just it's it's not so like name one? you're not like huh? Can you name one? Uh, there was the one with the it was llama, the, like a vertical shooter. It's not like Llama Attack or there like was one that was like a Llama Tron. That's the name of his company. Was like Minotaur? Was that one? Llama Tron is the name of his company. No, there was there was one where you just shooting. No, it's Llama Sucks, isn't it? No, the um, Llama Tron is a game. Yeah. Anyways, but like, <laughs> it's not so much like furry. There's no fur suits or whatever. It's just like a total like fever dream LSD trip. Right. Right. Super Ox Wars. Goat Up Two. Goat Up Two is good. Grid Runner. That was Grid, Grid Runner is oh, the one that has what? terrible that was controls. The one. That was one that the publisher. He's like, those fuckers changed the name of Goat Box <laughs> Attack. Grid, Grid, Grid Runner controls is like a, in the hunt, except you're not in the water, so it's not. Grid Runner is like really that. good. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll take yeah, it. Shaking my head. Um. Oh, there's Goat Up One too. What else? Good what else? What else? Anybody play Infamous? You guys are from Seattle. I played Infamous. I want to play with Infamous. GDC with my eyeballs. Oh and yeah, it was the most oh, amazing thing I've that. ever. Why don't done you talk about that? I like how you tweeted a picture and you're like, "This is the most amazing game I've ever played in my life." And it's it like say a picture of a TV screen <laughs> with Infamous on it. It's like, <laughs> okay, that is the magic of Jake. <laughs> I believe the picture I tweeted was my eyeballs. With little tracking devices on the pupils. No, like that was style. you tweeted that like you three tweets before that. But okay. then the one was just <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm not you know infamous. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so at uh, GDC, GDC. Yes. I've been traveling a lot lately. Yes. Um, I saw the Morpheus. 
Yes. So the Morpheus demo. Wait, cool. why don't we talk about Morpheus here Red real pill. fast? Well, pill. you guys can't say anything really about Morpheus because you guys are, are Sony's best buds. But uh, I can. Sure I can. Okay, go for sure it. Sure I can. Go for uh, it. So this is a two-part story, real quick. All right. Uh, the Morpheus stuff was great. It was cool. It was I, what I think the, the, you know, the V2 version he said of the in a dismissive stuff tone. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's good. I, I did the shark demo. Uh, you're in a diving cage. Yep. You're I going underwater. Too. You don't get to move around too much. Nope. But you got the gun in your hand. Flare gun that the does nothing. Flare gun in your hand does nothing. Yep. Um, but, you know, immediately <laughs> as soon as I put it on, I could tell the resolution was much higher. You know, it was a really good field of view. Mm-hmm. And um, you can bend. Moving you your can... head around doesn't make you sick because the camera actually moves with you. Because it refreshes deal. fast enough. It and refreshes, yeah. Well, because your head's actually moving. And head I mean, tracking. The, the VT or the V1 stuff is where your head. The Oculus. You can rotate, but if you move, the, your in game avatar head doesn't move and you immediately get sick. Right. Like that's what immediately throws you your off. Your body, like, yeah, tells the so difference. So this didn't do that. You could, like, look at your down at your body. You could get, you know, you had you could, like, knees crouch. That and, like, yeah, you, you would see. Crouch. Um, she started yelling at me about I was bleeding, and like, right. I looked down and I could see blood coming off my chest, and it was kind of disturbing. Cool. I mean, it was actually kind of weird. And then there's this great white circling you, right? And uh, from it, like I shot him with a flare gun, nothing really happened. I mean, I, I don't think this demo they took a whole lot of time putting it together, but I mean, it was it was good enough, right? And so you know, him f- kind of going around is kind of creepy and spooky. But then when he bum rushes you, I mean, you, the scale of this shark is really that's right. the thing with the with the Oculus Rift. For people who haven't tried it, it's hard to describe, but the sense of scale is completely believable and there's like this mammalian little mm. part of your brain your taint kind of just tightens up and you're like <laughs> this thing gets up in your face and it's like this giant shark and you literally yes. like there's just this part of you that you don't really you're not familiar with in normal video games so much right but you you know you know, you know what i'm talking about did, did you try i've you? never heard anybody describe their taint in that fashion before did in my you life. did it's you just kind of our try it's our thing it, it's our studio model did you try any other of the other demos did you get to i tried the and they said sorry get out yeah of here. me too so i was pissed oh really Okay, anyways, Uh, I was like, cool, Morpheus, this is awesome, can't wait, we're totally going to support it, I want to do a version of Galaxy for this, it's amazing, it's fantastic, it's the future, fantastic. Wait, now really? You're like, this is the future, this is going to sell gangbusters, we're making a version? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. That being said, this is what's going through my head. Yeah. That being said, I immediately walk out, Andrew Kelly from Sony, he's a friend of mine, he, you know, helped me get into the demo, and uh, Galaxy was right by the at the GDC he Sony got me booth. In too, yeah, it was Shout right by the, the the back, you know, like the private kind of Sony right. press room stuff. And so I I had read somewhere that there was this eye tracking demo from Sony. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, Hey, can I see that? He's like, Yeah, sure, it's right over here. So I sit down, and it's just infamous in Seattle. You know, sitting around at the Seattle Center there. Infamous and, second son, the PS4. Yeah, the new yeah. one. And so there's this little camera. It kind of looks like a Kinect or whatever. You know, it's this little camera. So it's not a Sony camera. It's actually. not the standard PS4 camera. No, and it, it the was, PS4, standard PS4 camera. They clarify will never be able to do, do this. this. Right. Firmware update or no? But this is a very special okay. type of camera. Right. Apparently. And so you sit down and you sit right in front of this camera, and the you see on your screen, you see like a cut up, like a close up of your eyes in black and white. It's like super blown out, super high fidelity, and as you can see, there's a little tiny tracking like cross on each pupil, and so. We do a quick, like, you know, 20 second, if that, maybe not even 10 seconds, a uh, little uh, calibration calibration setup. And then I'm playing Infamous, and he's like, you don't need to use the right stick. Just use your eyes. And you just look around, and the camera just sort of quickly looks to wherever you're looking. So anything you look at, it just sort of focuses on it like this. And then he's like, you know, pull the trigger. You can look anywhere immediately and pull the trigger, and it shoots exactly where you're looking at. I mean, it's it's uncanny. It was It's hard to explain... 
because it's this weird it was the most invasive like game I've ever played in my life like it was the most intimately re- connected to me mm-hmm. like it's subconscious like, did you, you feel really dirty afterwards a little bit you felt it in your taint yeah, yeah. like you expect it to shoot somewhere around yeah. where you're looking but not like at a tiny at little a tiny, rock like one leaf on a tree I'm like oh, when you torch yeah. that you're like god I'm really good at using my eyes man this is really weird <laughs> it turns out I've been using my I eyes my whole it. life and I'm really really good at looking at stuff let, let me ask you though you're like, like the Kim Jong Il of looking at stuff does does it not when you first hook it up are you not I, I would think that if I paid attention to where my eyes were looking I would be looking like left right left right looking all so around it, when I'm running through an environment looking at oh what's that over there and like, the camera would just be going yeah maybe 15 20 30 seconds maybe a minute I don't know of just kind of like figuring it out because there's a bit of a delay there's a bit of a delay like okay. it's a little bit of a delay but you kind of look of like it, lag between your eyes moving and the camera but once you sort of just kind of fall into its rhythm it's super natural hmm. and then I started moving around and he's like you don't even have to turn so I'm just playing this game by holding up and hit the jump button. And so you look, you it's so natural. You don't have to think. How do you, you look, look behind yourself? Do you just keep you looking just to the look right? You just look to the side and it just sort of pans and around. And start to turn. Interesting. Oh. But as you're, I mean, you're generally moving sort of into the screen in a game like that, right? Right. right. So you're looking around and you're looking where you want to walk. And he walks there. And I'm just holding up on the pad. And, and I'm super naturally navigating this world without even thinking about it. And then a bunch of soldiers pop up. I look at him and I'm shooting fireballs at him. And it's just so, like easy like i'm not a big third person action game right i don't right. like third person cameras i don't like dealing with the stick i want to stay focused on the action i want to be able to sort of judge my distance really tight so i prefer 2d gaming i still do but this i was like this is amazing like it's just it takes all that crap off the table and you're right. just playing the game and it's just i mean to me it was the most revolutionary thing i think i've ever experienced in video games and mm-hmm. i think that's saying a lot because wow. i've been in this industry for 20 years and i i mean i literally i walked out of there i was like frothing at the mouth i went and saw garnett lee was out there it was me and Corey Schmitz went in there together and, and played it together. And then I went and saw Garnett, and he was playing Galaxy. He's like, so what do you like of the show? I was like, dude, this infamous <laughs> eye-tracking thing is the future. Like, I'm freaking out. And he was like, what? You know, I, I don't know. And so I took him back there, and he, he was totally convinced, too. So he's like, wow. wow is that you. stuff coming to market anytime soon, though? Like, have they talked about, like... This is, it, like, in it, super it, prototype phase. I talked right. to the guy. I, I, I frothed. I was frothing, <laughs> talking to the guy for like half an hour, just telling him how awesome he was and how it, this is going to be the future of if, everything. If you know Jake or... Uh, he has been prone to hyperbole in the past. <laughs> I get what? excited. But, I get little, excited. But, I mean, this, but, why? This but he did come up to me, and he looked very sincere. Like, he had yeah. seen a ghost, and he's like, dude, if you get to do anything, try this demo, which I immediately did not at all. But the guy's like, yeah, this is not ready at all. This is super prototype stuff. We're just noodling around right. with it. I'm like, you can figure it out, man. Figure it out. <laughs> get it to market, because this is the future. This is the future. I wouldn't shut up. He probably thought I was crazy. It's right. interesting to me, because one of my favorite things to do in a third-person game is to basically walk in a direction and start panning the camera around myself cinematically right. controlling the camera yep. looking at the environment doing I do that things. too yeah mm. now you don't play a lot of third person games but did you miss that or was no, this no. just because you just look oh what's that and the camera looks over there <laughs> oh hey huh? <laughs> and in combat I mean because I was able to like run and jump and it's such a natural instinct like you run and you jump up in the air and you're looking down at where you're landing and the camera just automatically pans right. so it's always framing the perfect shot because you your get, eyes are designing the yeah. shot it's it's crazy you didn't get any jarring feeling or like i want to turn the camera this way but look that way you never no. felt that like kind Dude, of schism. You're, like two, you're like two steps ahead of that already right and it's just like this weird subconscious part of your brain is controlling this there's no game. special like little glasses or anything like no, that right no, it's no, just, no. that's, 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 that's right awesome. would you think of uh infamous second son 
Looks nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm looking forward to it. It looks really nice. It's a very nice it's looking game. a million game. copies. Like yeah. First million yeah. seller on PS4. That's pretty impressive. People are, I mean, not that infamous games aren't, you know, don't, don't have a name for themselves or whatever, but like people are definitely starving for like the triple definitely benefited from being the first like yeah, ps4 heavy experiences mm-hmm. yep. and that game looks really nice yes um i got to play it a bit while i was in san francisco probably the first couple hours i i thought it was um the reason i was i was joking about the seattle thing but it is very much like uh i mean it's it's like grand theft auto seattle basically in that the, all the locations and stuff like that it's like a little bit you know uh changed but it's super super of that area and like the the street signs and everything like i think being from seattle like you'd probably enjoy it even more than other people and that game looks really good the the amount of detail and just like looking at environments they're like wow that's never used again at least at the start of the game and just like that that you know a lot of the uh particle effects and a lot of fancy shit they're doing with like neon and stuff like that at the beginning looks really good i'd say the gameplay underpinnings are very much like i've played every infamous game for about like two to six hours and then i kind of like okay i kind of i kind of get it and and i'm not like fuck this game or i don't like this game or whatever i just kind of like put it down and then move on to something else Mm. or whatever and i think this game would be the same maybe i'd play it a little bit more just as a ps4 title but it, it didn't grab me enough to be like fuck i gotta buy this game but it was I was playing it on somebody else's PS4 and I was like if I was there I would I would keep playing it or if I got you know a free copy or something like that I, like I it was well designed there was nothing wrong with it at all but it just didn't like super I wanted to spend more time with it but I couldn't stop thinking about something like Dark Souls where if you had to you got your controller and you're using the buttons to choose attacks right so like a strong attack or a weak attack but you could literally like target any spot on the body, right? You're talking about the eye thing again. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm flipping out about it. I'm telling you, the guy's telling a story about me right now. He's like, dude, this guy was frothing at the right. mouth. He was freaking out. Yeah. That was me. But I mean, you literally, you could like target a knee, you could target a shoulder, you could target an elbow, you could like knock a sword out of his hand. You could do anything with your eyes that way. Like you're so much more in control than your fingers. It's weird. I mean, it's really hard. Would to be cool describe. to also think about a game like you're talking about, or like a like a cross sword, like a sword fighting game where your mm. eyes are a tell. So if you're looking at his head and you're about to attack his head he's gonna fucking put up his shield over his head you know you have to really actually start doing like fake yeah. out wear sword fighting techniques yeah um so blah, 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 what else what else what else anything was there anything else at pax did you guys play transistor um, line was we, to you? we watched a lot of people okay. we got to talk to greg and amir and and cool. check it out and they had like lines glory. around the booth nice so really i mean it was it was crazy those are the big lines of the show those guys game. are always like such yeah. pros man like we're putting together a scrappy little thing we're duct taping all our stuff up and everything and we're like yeah it looks pretty good you know compared <laughs> to some of the other you know, and then smaller booths they turn on the lights of the <laughs> yeah you're like oh my god dude, look at these dudes they're such they pros like a, what is it 80 inch big screen they have like all like i mean how many stations they have playing it it looked like at least 20 maybe well when your last game sells like fucking 7 million 8 million copies on every system known to man like going back to like the TRS-80 <laughs> version of it I mean well deserved those guys totally their success but hell that yeah row man, was like, it was like Uber me. and then uh, Cappy and Double yeah. Fine and then the Transistor guys and it was like okay those are the big boys someday royalty. someday we're gonna be in there those right. guys seem efficient because that game just got announced yes. last year and now it's coming out in like a few weeks and like that's impressive like nobody really does that with they're the team they're not fucking around small. man yeah. those guys like, props to they're both those guys. like super they're focused doing. guys we worked with them for years back at EA and right they're super focused they're really humble and they just they just love it I mean I don't know 
It's great. It's really interesting too because I mean, how many people come from the publishing side, like like Greg, or you know, uh, press side, like right? Greg, and then yeah, exactly. Actually, turn into an Uber Hit developer. Big. Yep, that's mm. awesome. Totally. Um, so you guys didn't get to play it, but you saw some of it. Anything to add to what people people have probably I'm, seen? I'm, a I'm lot like online cold turkey now. on Transistor. I'm just waiting okay. until it's in my hands. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. spend any any other packs highlights. There was uh, that one game I can't remember the name. It's got like a K, like an M E M A E K Megador or something. It's like, it's like they they pitch it as four dimensions where it's oh, like it's Miega Kure. Okay, Ooh. yeah, looks Whoa. fantastic. I don't even Say know what you just slower. said. Miega Kure. Miega Kure. It's like a four dimensional puzzle it, game, like it, it, Japanese multi dimensional. It's like you're walking up these, like you have these kind of like staircases. Was well, that a bit? And then it, it rotates, mm, and then you're like was. going off Maybe in a different yeah. direction. You almost have like this moving fog of war, but in it's a dimensional, dude. It's crazy. like a puzzle game. I think so. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, like let's know. just tell people, Google it. They're going to okay. be more educated yeah. than we are in like yeah. ten <laughs> seconds. But it but looks fantastic. It looks really Miega good. Kure. Um, yeah. What else looked really good? I played Hyperlight Drifter finally. Oh, Ooh. kind of allayed some of my fears. I was worried. It looks obviously fantastic. Yes. yes. But I was wondering how fun it was going to be and how sort of uh, engaged the combat would be. Right. Um, I still kind of have some concerns about it, but it was it was pretty cool. I what would you compare to it to? Feeling uh, combat, I guess, wise, feeling wise, maybe not combat, but movement or anything. Uh, maybe like a secret of mana. That's what some. Yeah, that's what I was gonna mm. guess. Cool. It looks people. a bit like Baktai, doesn't it? Ah, oh, yeah, it does. Kind of have that image, yeah. that that sort of visual. God, look. you know yeah. what it does? Like yeah, the main down to the main character yeah. actually. You know what? Well, I was thinking that. it's a little older, but Beyond Oasis, like it reminds me. Oh of that yeah, yes. which is, you know, yeah. those super were good well, games. beautifully yeah, animated. I hope it's a better game than Beyond Oasis. What? Those guys were good. Dude, the animation you only the spoken like someone who only ever owned a Genesis. <laughs> Seriously, we, we only partially owned a Super Nintendo. What? Because we borrowed, liked, we borrowed it from the little brother of the drug dealers that lived in. I liked Beyond Oasis. Oasis. I mean, it was it better in screenshots than it was. The sequel was good too. Legend of Oasis. <laughs> Not many people played so. it, but the Saturn, <laughs> the Saturn uh, one was good too. I think uh, Guacamole Super Turbo Championship Edition. Yes. Which I'm so fucking pissed off they took that name, dude. That's such a great name for an expansion. <laughs> oh my god, I was just like, ah, oh, the moment I saw that, I was pissed. Those guys are good friends. I'm a huge fan of Drinkbox. I think they're fantastic. Mm. Um, they are friends of the show. Yeah, we Guacamole. Super hyper fighting Turbo Championship Edition looks fantastic. Like it looks really, really nice. It's basically really the HD with glossied uh, up version with, with some, a bunch more with some extra improvements and, and some stuff. tuning and stuff. Um, and that's coming out like consoles only because yeah, it's, it's actually not HD coming thing. to Vita, right? It's well, coming to everything but Vita because it wouldn't be HD, I guess. Really, if guess, it was, yeah. on. they added some content and stuff, and it it just looked super sharp. Cool. Um, across from us, RoboTube and Gaijin Games had uh, Whoa, Dave. Whoa, Dave. Whoa, Dave. What? It's, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's like so super like, hey, old school arcade game. Like okay. super old school, like Mario Brothers era, kind of like jumping around and throwing and stuff. Picking and up aliens. And picking up eggs and throwing stuff at each other. Kind of like side-scrolling? No, it's like, like think the original Mario Brothers. Okay. That plus Joust. Okay, like a one like screen, a super yeah. lo-fi yeah. pixel look. Yeah. Okay, okay. But just very kind of fast-paced. What's that? that what systems? Android and they were oh, playing on. They were showing game. on Ouya. Yeah, they were playing on Ouya. Fuck, Ouya. Which, which oh, made their set around. Back <laughs> really? Back but it's like it's like Android. They're, they're on Android, so it's on. Is that like Android. a joke? Pro- knowing those guys, it was probably like a fucking joke. I think they did it. It's so honestly that, like, like a joke, probably. They did it. They fucked on everybody Ouya. because they, yeah. they weren't there the night that everybody was setting up, right? I mean, they, like their booth was stark and empty, mm-hmm. and then they're there the next we day. We had some fun. We have a really friendly rivalry with them, so that was like. 
tweeting pictures of their empty booth, <laughs> making fun of them. And then right. we were like an hour and a half late the next day. But we they chose, were like we doing the same thing the press, with us. the press time because they were just going to get soaked in the first part. But we were half an hour late, and so I think we have pictures. They have pictures flipping us off in our empty booth. Yeah, but, and the enforcer all pissed off at us, and so I was like, this, "Oh yeah, wait, that, why were they pissed that's off?" That's actually probably oh, the best. Oh my god, dude. that was the best they thing do about that. No yeah. one was at your booth for the first half hour of the show. doing? I'm sure there were a bunch of fans <laughs> enjoying. We were their eating reflections breakfast. I'm tired. Any of you were there? East Coast, man. It's like soda in the morning. Okay, Boston is not an easy city to navigate. Plus, the buildings are really aggressive. Like they attack you. We wanted to upset Spider, who is one of the enforcers there, who Spider the Spider. Okay, so this guy pulls you aside. Hold on, can I? Can I? Well, these enfor- these enforcers the are they like these guys with like uh, like pins and I don't not know. Always like not, bad acne, not ponytails, not always. Ponytail. Spider had a ponytail, a very nice. Do so they go up to women ponytail. and be like, "Hey, milady, could you?" <laughs> it, it's really weird. It takes a special person, and we really appreciate them. Right? They're they're volunteering. They're doing a lot to help us. I just have to show. chime in here. And say, <laughs> every enforcer we have worked with professionally has been amazing. Fantastic. Okay. You know, nonstop. No, amazing person. There've been no miladies, no pins, <laughs> no neck beards, and actually, I don't Maybe think any couple. ponytails. All right, continue, All right. Raj. Uh, the spider so, story. So we were late by half an hour, right? And that really reflects bad on us, and we were not yes. able to. We're not able to <laughs> be there for the fans who are coming by because there's a lot of people coming through. Any Mega Booth does a great job. So we missed out. Right. But then I get pulled aside and Spider's like, hey, man, so uh, what's going on? And he starts asking questions. Like, it, it really was kind of cool because at, at our studio, I end up having to yell at people a lot. Yeah, you're the adult. You're I the have, daddy. Uh, and just, somebody you know, actually was the daddy. That. Yeah, and then so to it, was, you. it was a great, a great, like, turn of, of uh, situation, right? Like, I mean, now... The role reversal was great because he was wearing the kilt. Yeah, I had no. Oh, I'm doing it now too. No, sorry. Yeah, it, there were a few of those, but <laughs> I had no responsibility. Right when you're getting yelled at, it's great. All you have to do is sit there and take it. You know, you don't have any responsibility. Other it's than a, to it's be an like, interesting. Yeah. Person. So I said, "He's like, so what happened?" I was like, "Well, we screwed up because I want to keep the conversation short. We have other right. stuff to do." And he's like, "Well, I mean, uh, so you know the reason why you got to do this, and it's really bad to do this." I was like, "Yeah, fine." And then he asked you, asked me, so um, do you see this continuing? <laughs> and so I couldn't help it. I, I all of a sudden was 11 years old. I was like, yes, yes, I do. He's like, really? He's like, no. <laughs> of course we want to come here. We pay like a lot of money to be at the show and right. make the fans happy. So we were only seven minutes late. On that second oh, day. Oh, all right. You showed it. We yeah, shaved yeah. it down by Spider 23 minutes. minutes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Wow. Spider, if you're listening, we'd love to hear your side <laughs> of the story. We would invite right people with divergent viewpoints. <laughs> Did they all get code names? And other. No, no. This is his name. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it's a code Because we had our guy supporting us was Carl. Yeah. I don't think it's a code name. <laughs> it could I, be. That's like. <laughs> Good old spider. Carl, like by the way, for their own protection, JJ, enforcers are all issued code names at the time of their knighting yeah. and ceremony. And so my watch begins. Before they go Think, for like men in black, they can never, their families can never know they existed. I really do um, feel like you're in Toronto. You're like hiding. You're hiding from the people who are doing their rounds. Like, did you see him? No, I didn't. Was the spider, was the last question, spider sure, it's with a Y or not? Why? Okay. okay. Wait, I thought so. Yes. Well, you can't brand Somehow it with an I. I. Knew. Somehow I knew. Okay. All right. Shorts with Doc Martens. Um, <laughs> let's, come on. I think Spider had pants and knee-high socks. Okay. Spider, Spider helped out. He kept order, the, kept rest order. Of the, the rest yeah. of the weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
Any other packs news? You guys played hard, worked hard, played hard, partied it was, hard. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's so much work, right, uh, to to do this and set everything up. But you work really hard making these games. You make a lot of sacrifices, and it's so great to interact with the fans. So we're <coughs> right. super we thankful. Had so many people walked away just going, "Dude, this game is amazing!" Like it was so validating to just see so many people like. Let me flip it around so on you. It. Number one piece of of feedback where you're like, "Okay, shit, these guys." I've heard that now too many times. We're gonna go back and address that. I mean, I would say like a quarter of people are like, "The controls are kind of weird until you get a hold of them," and then like. Seventy-five percent of people are like, "Oh my god, the game controls." So are you good. just dumping? Is there are people playing the tutorial level, or are they no, just dumped no, in? We okay, didn't, we, so didn't, then, we didn't revamp the control, right. uh, the tutorial in time, so we just sure. I was like, "Screw but, it, dump them in." Yeah, it was really and reaffirming though to see I mean, like you can dump these people in and just have them start playing. At, I mean, arguably had, these are hardcore gamers, right? These right. are people that traveled to Boston, were able to get tickets against all odds because it sells out immediately. Yeah, yeah. These are like <clears throat> the core gamers, and so it, I guess it shouldn't be surprising that they're randomly picking it up and kind of like clearing. It on hard like pretty quickly um, where I don't think maybe but most was, people would but it was good because you you really got to see that people can kind of jump in and figure stuff out and we have four people at our booth and four screens so that we have a lot of personal attention for everybody to walk them through it right by the third day uh, we were just saying hey sit down play it and I think people were super happy to be hands off and then we just speak to them afterwards and that's, that's something cool. that you want to see because a lot of them were like you're not going to be in my living room so why talk to me now yeah, I mean, I they don't know. That's exactly. I mean, that's Spider exactly was standing behind me, but I mean, that's <laughs> getting pissed every time you talk to somebody. Yeah. Well, and so people, you did a demo, a successful demo, eventually uh, on Giant Bomb and on Polygon. Like, if people want to see what we're talking about with, with and Galaxy, IGN. kind of the latest and, build, uh, Twitch and IGN, and Twitch. And Twitch, and fucking everywhere on the Giant internet. Bomb, actually, uh, I gotta say, like, I don't know, twenty five percent of the people that came I would through say fifty percent. We're I mean, saying we saw it on Giant Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That's nice. A lot of, lot of costs paid for too. There you go. Quite a few. Really? I was sir? surprised. Yeah. Awesome. I would say actually, after Giant Bomb, we got more shoutouts from eight four than anything. Nice. nice. Very good. So you guys better keep talking about the eight four bump. Um, but a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, what else? Uh, Metal Gear. Did you guys talk about Metal Gear? Metal Gear. No. Metal Gear. Really? You know, I haven't played it yet, actually, now that you mention it. Like, Even I, I know. What? Even I played did it. you finish it? Yeah. There you go. Do you is, want to talk about it? It's like the I rape simulator. Yeah. Yeah. I did, too. Like I didn't like the voice, though. I think it sucks. No. I gotta say, my voice yep. uh, vote is definitely down. I can't tell which one is Snake. That sucks. That right. sucks. Well, the story is ridiculous, as stupid yes. as ever. Yes. If you're going to go that over the top, you may as well have some fun with the voice. If you're not going to do that, right. Yeah. Part of our studio audience is walking out now for fear of spoilers. That's right. <laughs> um, I would say graphics, amazing. Hey. Amazing. Some of the best graphics I've seen in a video game. Like, just showpiece. They tend to do that, level. like right? I mean, they come in right. to new hardware as far back as PS2 and yes. just do stuff that's just like, how are they doing this? They're at it again. And I hear the current gen. I was playing on PS4, but I hear... I mean, I saw, but I hear also current gen still looks Would pretty, you say pretty that damn is, good. Historically, though, it's always been, I think, in my mind, really incredible art direction as opposed to, like, technical... Not that they're not technically... Yeah, but I mean, they're just doing amazing things with their art that just, le- yeah. you know, elevate their stuff about everyone else it's both like yeah like back with with metal gear 2 they like limited the color palette and did like a lot of really smart tricks to make right technically like artistically and, and but they're also just pushing a shitload of polygons well and, this like, is the fox engine's super first detailed. first uh, debut right essentially yeah. like no other game has been out and you know when stuff when it's raining like stuff has an excuse to look shiny anyway so like 
they use that to full it's effect. Funny because when I played the one of the second missions, it was like daytime. Yeah, it's and in it was the dry, day. When and you I go was back, like, huh? I kind of think the shiny night stuff was quite a bit shinier. Right, you can get away with looking a little more realistic and that stuff. But like, man, in the gameplay, like I gotta say, I was really surprised at a couple. I think pretty progressive, really smart it feels moves. Feels good. That I mean, you had. know me. I've, I've always had a problem with Metal Gear because I just I, yeah. I, hate, I hate the finger yoga. You know, yep. I, I need to be <laughs> kind of connected at a very intimate level with my games and. I felt really in control with this one. I mean, I really feel like they cleaned it up. So that in like in like four was a step, but still had like vestiges of of the old crap. This one feels really good from that. There's still maybe a little too much going on. It probably it takes a while to get used to how some of the controls are set up. But the fact that if you zoom in on a guy, it like tags him. I thought this was a really great compromise of the age old problem of the radar mm-hmm. in the screen and seeing where guards are and knowing what they're looking at and stuff like that. Like the uh, way, which is the linchpin to making your stealth game either annoying or actually engaging. But now in the fiction, you're in the seventies. I think seventies for the for this part. Yeah, and so you know, you and it's always a little bit Tom Clancy like immediate, you know, near future tech that he has, um, but. The, like, how are you going to sell that? Like, you know, you can see where all the guards are, but actually, kind of being able to, if you zoom in on a guy, that kind of tags him, and then you can see him wherever he is. Like an like an X ray, you're kind of seeing him. I thought that was brilliant. Like, it just really Did you play works well. No, okay. Far I mean, I, the same I thing. but I played it, but not for that long. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so then yeah. that's that explains that where they got that. So the other thing, and I'm sure this was in another game, now as well. But like when you get spotted. How it slows down. It gives basically bullet time for a few seconds, basically to give you a chance to say, okay, that guy spotted me. I'm going to kill him before he can do anything about it. A little bit of an extra chance. You always had that chance in the Metal Gear games, but that's really important. And like, yeah, I, I thought um, running, I mean, it depends where you're at in the stage, but I actually, you know, screwed up. Guy saw me. Right. And a bunch of dudes came after me, and I just ran into the night, and I right. ran into the woods, yep. and I lost them, and it was feasible. And like I could see them coming after me, and they kind of you know fanned out and were searching for me, and their lights were going everywhere. Right. And it felt pretty uh, impressive. I mean, it felt pretty. It felt like a movie or something. And you know, they didn't find me because I literally ran as far away as I could, and I lied down in a corner in the dark in the gutter somewhere. <laughs> and they literally didn't find me. And I was like, wow, that was that was pretty awesome. Guys are also a lot smarter than 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 I remember. Like especially when the shit hits the fan, there's kind of some tricks that you kind of your go to trick with Metal Gear to, to get rid of them and, or to just wait them out sort of thing and a lot of those actually weren't working this time which I thought was was pretty cool even as it was first round I was getting killed over and over again but um, yeah like you know all the story stuff and things like that I so really what I want to know I wanna, what about Kiefer and all that like did that actually bother you or you did know, it like you I know this stuff just has no personality I thought yeah I just, a lot of people were really yeah. complaining about the well, voice they've never been I'd, honestly I mean not since the first game the voices haven't been very but just you know, him Snake being Snake this guy's not Snake it's just like some dude and you're like wow this is killing it for me man I really I heard a lot of people complaining about the voice acting. I didn't really care one way or the other. I think my expectations for the story now, I don't really carry them anymore. Me neither. I Which is sad, because I used up. to really care. Like, it used to be... Yeah, yeah, me too. There was only, like, one problem with the first two games in my mind, the whole hand-talking thing. Like, that that couldn't get over my wall or whatever. But, like, everything else was pretty okay. But then it just got weirder and weirder. And, it was like, the nanomachines inside uh, his that hand. Was Come on, John. Dude, he crafted. It's not his soul. But metal it's nano machines. They got to the point where metal. Yeah, everything's nano machines. Everything I know. is nano machines. <laughs> but at, by the point, by the 
time it got to four, I stopped playing after like the first boss spent twenty minutes telling me her life story, and it was like uh, bad well, yeah. fan fiction. You yep. know, it was like I can't. So they but were that's a downer for me. I want that. I want that stuff out. I'd Another nice thing you can yeah you can get those story exposition tapes that are optional. You listen to them as you're going through the mission if you want. Like there's a lot of stuff being able to you know the map and set your objectives. There's a lot of smart stuff with that. I didn't do any of the smartphone. Uh, integration stuff that you can do as a second screen whatever but like you know the cost thing is a consideration and um so it's 30 dollars by the way not 40 i checked even even the next gen one is 30 oh really yeah i thought it was the next gen one was 40 it was gonna be but they dropped the price like two weeks before it came out i see i forget what i paid for it but um you know it is something i would definitely will definitely replay a few times i played it twice yeah well, and that's not because I wanted that you to. even finished played through it once. Well, it's only a couple hours. I know, but you wouldn't. You, Jay Casdell, would not play more than like a half an hour if you were not seeing something in it right. or enjoying right. yourself. I mean, it, you know, obviously, total graphic horror art director, concept artist. You know, the visuals make me very. The guy good. who's been using his eyes his whole life. I very good. <laughs> right, he's very good at <laughs> using my eyes. He's a pro. Uh, that was enough. But then, you know, the controls not sucking was pretty cool too. And yes. then, you know, just like the... I was a huge Far Cry 3 fan. Like, I think I talk about Far Cry 3 all the time. I love that game. And this felt kind of like that. And it just gave me a lot more flexibility in sort of how you approach things. There's a lot of options and no clear, you know, no clear best way to do the thing. You're like, shit, I have to do that. Or right. I have to do that. I have right. to do that. Like, none of these are really good options. I have to kind of just suck it up and, like, figure out my way through the camp. And right. It was well done. And, you know, it really kind of, I mean, for me, the, the playthrough sort of ramped up at the end. Like, I started, I don't play Metal Gear very responsibly. I'm not, like, the, the perfect player guy. Like, I start shooting. Let me guess, when you, when you were starting to come back out of the place with pause, is yeah. that when the shit yeah. hit the fan? Shit started hitting the fan. Yeah. But, I mean, it got pretty intense. It felt very cinematic. The music really yeah. ramped up. You know, my wife was watching with me, and it was like, it really kind of ramped up. And I ended up getting on a Jeep and, you know, rushing out of there. And the mucus going crazy. And there's explosions and stuff. And I was like, this is really cinematic, man. It's really good. Yeah. I and it was it, all, like, it was all procedural. Like, it didn't need to happen that right, way at right. all. It just worked out that way. It's just way. the way that their systems work. It, right. it kind of brought it up to this crescendo. And I was I was pretty impressed. The only bummer, really, I mean, the, that stupid thing at the end, the story stuff. Some of that stuff was like, what? Right. Well, don't spoil the story. But I won't. Right. I'm not going to. But then at the yeah. end, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on. And there's a bunch of action. And you're not allowed to play any of it. Right. It's all mm. canned. It's right. all, even though it's all real you can't have any. They didn't want you to screw it up, Jake. <laughs> there's a couple spots there. You easily could have thrown you control for a little while, thrown you a bone, and just kind of kept you engaged little bits and pieces. But there's like a five minute cutscene. You're like, really? Like I can't play. Have any you finished well, that's Metal, Metal Gear Four? Like that's that's basically the ending yeah, yeah. of of Ground Zeroes. And so the fact that it's five minutes, which I it's a miracle. Yeah, right. it's actually like a small Dude, so miracle. I, true story. I fell asleep during the end of. Uh, Metal four. Gear 4 how did you you did not finish Metal yeah. Gear 4 and what? My, my wife came out and she I was asleep on the couch and she, and I, I woke up and the credits were still fucking rolling yeah, yeah Hiro, Hiro, Hiro like famously went out for food and came back and it was still yeah. rolling they went yeah. she's like you dinner. you fell asleep didn't you I was like damn it did I miss the whole ending I was like yeah I guess I did I'm not gonna do it again so that was that <laughs> yeah well there's YouTube um, I, have, I have yeah. a question I mean yeah. you mentioned you didn't use the second screen uh, that's right anybody played a game that they really enjoyed using that that second screen with smart glass Raj, uh, never tried it. Never uh, thought the, it would be interesting. Uh, the PlayStation Four camera toy thing with the little robots, and you can yes. uh, use your okay. phone to draw little balloons yeah. and throw them into the world. That's pretty cool. That's oh. that's basically What's the only thing I've ever Yeah, yeah. What okay. big playroom? Playroom. Yeah. At, at, uh, at Shake Asdall. Yeah. Totally. The two-year-old very into the playroom. That's Indeed. cool. 
It's pretty cool. I noticed that you have to have someone in your house under five to it. And I'm not, it's not a knock, but it seems like it's very, like, it is the perfect kids' game. Little kids who don't have the dexterity to play with controllers, like, they can see these robots running around, you can kick them, they go flying against the wall screaming. Like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen the videos. It looks looks like kids love it. I've seen some interesting videos of Playroom. I saw some interesting (laughs) videos of Playroom as well. I was like, wow, that, you know, that's coming. That's coming. That's what we, that's what we get, right? Have you seen this one? There's like a still on Kotaku that did a story about this with the one robot sitting there and it looks like it's watching. Them. Yes, I've seen that. It's like the there was like I've seen a video of a guy like <laughs> dancing around in a Batman outfit. No, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, well, this, yeah, you know I know. What we're talking about right. I, we're talking I, about special home I videos. Can People are taking and twitching and when a man, when a up. guy and a w- man and a woman love each other very, very much. Oh. They do a special kind of hug, oh. a special kind of yeah. in front of the PlayStation cameras. A long hug. Baby can pop out. Yes, um, if you're lucky. Yeah, like that. I, I but I love that. I love that it exists. That people can basically now are using it in this weird way, like not intended at all. Agency. And you know, uncontrollable. There's just no fucking way to put the genie back in that bottle. Like it's just out there now. It's like it's, it's there's out. no fucking way to control that. Um, I'm so, really yeah. glad I asked this question. Yeah, <laughs> and Xbox One, I guess now you can stream from that as well. Yeah. But uh, Twitch TV. Yeah. Did you stream any of your Dark Souls 2 playing? No. Um, I will when the PC version comes out. But I don't okay. really have the setup to do it with my PS3. So. Do you, oh, but you do with your PC? Yeah, I do. Okay. That alone seems like a really great reason for them to put that game on PS4. Because I feel like it would be the most streamed game from like day one. Like as soon as oh, Dark Souls yeah. 2 was out oh, on PS4, oh, yeah. forget it. Like, it yep. just makes so much sense. Doing, they got to be doing one. They right? have to be doing They're making a PC version. Why wouldn't they? Unless I'm, sure they already, I'm sure they already did it. And it's the version that everybody saw when they first unveiled it. If, you know, maybe if they're having somebody else do it, like a port house or something. I mean, if they made a smart. PC version, it can't be hard to port already, right? Yeah, now. right. So you would one would hope anyway. But um, speaking of Dark Souls Two, JJ, maybe we'll like dive deep on a forthcoming episode. But why okay. don't we talk a bit about it? Just because I haven't really talked about it at all, and yes. I've been playing it a lot. And you just finished it. I just finished it. Um, so no spoilers here. Okay. Um, but let's talk about the game in general. Sure. Um, I will say at the start of the game, I was actually very disappointed with mm-hmm. it. I thought it was um, like surprisingly. It felt like it felt like the B team had made it. Basically, I don't know okay. how, what other way to put it, except that I was seeing like chintzy kind of backgrounds and parts of levels that just looked like slopped together like not very atmospheric like i could see the seams and levels repeating textures whatever that's all graphical stuff but gameplay wise it just felt like so many times i was just fighting zombies or equivalent of zombies like there weren't a lot of interesting enemies um and actually for the whole long part of the first part of the game there were not many bosses and there was a lot of of weird things, but then at a certain point, I, I think the, so. The beginning of the game, I was not near, and you went as engaged. You basically went through the Tomb of the Giants side at Let's the beginning, see. right? Uh, well, I went kind of all over the place, okay. but I, you know, uh, that's the first boss that I fought. Does right. that have to be the first boss? No, it does not fight? at all. Oh, really? You don't even the really have to fight him. him. Really? Wait, you have to get that key though. Oh yeah, you're right. No, you have to fight him to get the soldier key. Yes. To yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so but I will say, like, finally, eventually, I started getting some different gear. I started playing multiplayer, which yes. was important. Uh, the kind of old vibe started kicking in. I started mm-hmm. talking to other people about like 
the build of my character, yep. what I was doing right and wrong sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, I will say the very... So, in, in, long story short, I, I kind of got the bug again. Good. And super enjoying it. Great game. But I think inevitably, and we started talking about this before, your mind just goes to, is it better than... That's right, basically than what Dark I want to know. You, what you think, whether you think it's better than Dark no. Souls 1 or not. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's like way worse yeah. either eventually, it's but it's different and I still kind of can't shake the feeling that it it was not as like inspired, I guess, as the first Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel that. Part of that I feel like is and it's a real simple thing, but I think it it ends up being more important than you think the being able to warp between bonfires from the start of the game. Yeah. deprives you of something that was it ended up being this crazy amazing satisfaction of oh shit this i just hooked up this area to that area right well that's right. the that's the it's actually that is more of this a symptom of the overall problem of that dark souls one was this big interconnected world where like all these places kind of were connected right. to each other right and dark souls 2 it's more demon souls in that like there right. are these lanes that's a and really you go down strange these lanes. design decision to me where like uh, one of the most universally praised so aspects of that. dark souls yeah. over demon souls and then they go back and do it again it almost At makes the same you wonder time, i've heard a lot of people who are who either gave up on dark souls yeah. one or are casual fans be like I was so glad the fucking bonfire really? things, yeah, that you could skip between that, them. That's a, I mean, maybe it, it sounds like it was an approach to make it more accessible to people, but then you're kind of kicking your your hardcore fans. In yeah. a way, in a way, you are, and I I felt that it was like the the early part of the game before you get the the bonfire warp of Dark Souls One. It's right. so tooth and nail, and you really know those areas so well. The level design is really organic, and you it's like constant discovery. But in Dark Souls 2, it's just you feel like you're just pushing forward. And there's yeah. no discovery. Right. So the much. problems that needed like uh, addressing with Dark Souls, I think, are just making some of the game systems more like understandable, easily understandable. Like, did they do that this time? So they, did, they did, I would mm. say. Whatever they, they, whatever did they do they, some of that. Whatever yeah. got misinterpreted in that Edge interview way back in the day where they were, like, talking about making it easier to grasp whatever, like, what I don't was think that? it got misinterpreted. Like, well, what, what did stuff they like do? the bonfire, you can, you know, warp from any bonfire from the start of the game to mm. any other bonfire. I think that was like that stuff. I mean, some of the other stuff, they they explain covenants more clearly. Yeah. There yeah. hasn't been a time where I'm like, what does this covenant do? But that's a, that's a really big thing. Right. Um, okay. With some of the stats do or don't do i guess is still is still some of them are kind of being debated yeah. but um i mean being able to re-roll your character right. i think is a really big concession towards towards that kind of thing but like, i think it's a good thing that they put it in there oh i do too and yeah. it's still like a very special thing it's not just like you just go there anytime right. it's like a very rare item at least as far as i know yeah did you have to use i mean it's not like one or two you get like four or five over the course okay. of the game but i've still only like two so far yeah it's not that big of a deal but that's a big thing because in dark souls one i'm like at the end of the game and i completely fucked up but it wasn't until five hours ago right when somebody saw my character and was like what are you doing yeah i, I don't know like i'm fucking i played d indeed my whole life you know you put some in decks you put some in strength you put some here right like no and then the other thing that totally fucks me up is that dex is like another strength yeah what the fuck it's is a, that about? it's the strength for speedy weapons because yeah. you know the, it, like the effects of it come out in the weapons themselves like if you're a strength character and you're using these large clubs by the fact that you are using a large club your attacks are slow they use a lot of stamina right but if you're a dex character you can only use these quicker 
like you but know weapons weird, like but, kni- yeah. knives, short swords, katanas. But intuitively, like the word dexterity to me implies yeah. when I roll, when I run, like this. I mean, there's a lot of right. Anyway, there's some questionable terms. I guess what they're named. I mean, right. mundane. It's like hand, hand, a, hand dexterity. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, dexterity within light weapons. I don't know. Like I, I think th- yeah, they couldn't fit it. There's a lot more bosses, and the bosses I yes. say are more alike to one another than they were in the first Dark Souls. Um, mm, yeah, I guess there's a lot more like humanoid bosses this time around. There's a lot more like yeah, dodge his sword attack while yeah. you. I mean, there, okay, that's a lot. That's pr- pretty vague. But yeah. Uh, I, I just, I don't know why, but I've definitely gotten that feeling um, from two. I would say there's, by and large, there's some easier bosses than there were, but I don't feel like the game is easy. Right. Like, people are complaining about that. I'm not, I do not have that complaint at all. No, no, But there definitely, definitely are bosses where I was like, every, pretty much every boss in Dark Souls was a bitch. Well, it's the Moonlight Butterfly ass. was not. That's yeah. It all depends on what it all depends on what you have, what weapon you have, and everything. Right. But I mean your equipment. But I mean I think like in Dark Souls two, it seems like, you know, if you had gotten used to playing Dark Souls one as a certain most people, most normal people played the game once, and like whatever build you played as, if you play as a different build this time, you're inevitably going to get a different experience from the game, right? So you might think like certain types of bosses that were easy before are hard now, and vice versa. So everyone's going to have their own kind of. Well, not tainted, but just like different view of how the game is supposed to play, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. But I think you know, at the same time, it's like kind of highlights maybe that if there's going to be a Dark Souls three, maybe it's time to like move in a not necessarily a new direction, but just like further evolve whatever they're doing. I don't want another Dark Souls like the first two if they're going to be this similar. It's mm. definitely a acknowledgement that they don't. I feel like really have any competition right now. Nobody's out there right. trying to make a Dark Souls Dark Souls game. It's always the Dark Souls of this or the Dark there's, Souls of there's that. There's one or the game Dark Souls actually of... coming out. It's being published by Namco Bandai. Uh, Wait, Nam- really? Yeah. Actually. Got a monopoly on the Dark Souls. Um, it but it's a Western-made one. I can't remember the name of it. But just lost my interest. It's Well, no, it's very much like it's a Western Dark Souls. Think like really? Dark Souls with kind of Warcraft-ish art and stuff like that. I thought that... Wasn't it from a European developer? Or maybe, uh, maybe it's European. I think there's... But, but, uh, but Namco Bandai is, yeah, is yeah, publishing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's definitely good Dark Souls-alike. Yeah. Well, I, I felt like they were like, well, we don't we don't have to evolve the thing because more Dark Souls is still okay with people. Like, it's still yeah, going right. to sell because it was. it's not... Right. And I but think I think now they're there. they've they've filled that cup. And now it's like next one you have to actually step up. So now all eyes are on the rumored game that Miyazaki's making, right? Because he didn't work on Dark Souls 2. That's right. So whatever he's yes. doing, hopefully we'll hear about it. E3 hype train, maybe. I mean, That'd I want nice. to. Oh, I hope so. Doing. Scooter. I don't know if we're on the hype train. Yeah, yet. we're not at the train yet, but we're on the yeah, we're on the skateboard. We're on the scooter. To the scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The skateboard to the bus <laughs> to the train. Um, anything else that anybody really feels they have to got to talk about before we take a break and then do some news and then get out of here? Anybody? What Galaxy? And we haven't talked about that enough on this podcast for the last. Year? It's in the news. Yeah, I think you said like the controls are terrible and nobody liked them at PAX. I think because yeah. like the impression the I was too left slow. with. Yeah. That was one thing. No, dude. People who listen to this podcast know know about uh, Galaxy. There's a new trailer. Why don't we tell people about that? Because nobody saw it before PAX. Wasn't my bad. It wasn't Roz's bad either. <laughs> but it's a good. It's a good. Funny. Let's play the blame game. Very from the people who brought you skulls I blame to the Colin. showgun. <laughs> Even though he made the trailer and it's awesome. Kind of trailer. Yeah, it's a good. Where, fun. Can, people, where can people find that? 
What's what's the what's the is it just galaxy.com? Where did you uh, no, you uh, our YouTube channel. So uh seventeen bit uh YouTube forward slash seventeen bit. It's on uh, galaxy.com too. Is that, is that seventeen hyphen bit or just seventeen bit? Yeah, I think it's seventeen hyphen you know, between YouTube, <laughs> try them both. Twitter I actually don't think you can put an email. I'm just gonna put this out there. Point. Listen, if you're naming your company, yeah. Don't put a. Well, oh, you guys know we this. got one too. Don't yeah. put a hyphen in your in your name because it, it like different <laughs> different services tweak out on it. Yeah, I Facebook doesn't did. let us have our, a, a, oh. a eight four like Twitter. Our, it's eight four for our That's Twitter right. Thing That's too. true. Seventeen yeah. underscore bit. Yeah, and then our Facebook yeah seventeen spelled out. You guys will have plenty. Of, uh, we're not yeah, done no. yet. You guys will have a chance to plug all, okay. all your shit. But um, all right, why don't we take a quick break and uh, when we come back we'll do some quick news. The news. news. Thank you, Raj. You have every you have two weeks to come up with it. I know. Like, actually, I was song. thinking about it earlier, <laughs> and, and like, time. right now, I'm so <laughs> sleepy <laughs> because <laughs> I'm on a. It's the 84 News Hour. Sorry, Mark McDonald. You're staying. He's drunk. That sounds like news. That yeah. sounds like news. Yeah, it certainly like 1920s, does. Like 1920s, like it's the news, guys. Like we're, 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 an, we're an hour away from my bedtime right now, Mark. All right, it's not enough brass in there. Are you like saying hurry it up? Is that what you're saying? Right, right. A little bit. <laughs> well, let's introduce our new guest. So the two player, the second player of two player, has been tagged uh, <laughs> off Intercontinental uh, Championship tag style. Boom, uh, Mr. Uh, As if Sadeki, 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 Sadeki. Thank you for being here. Thank you yeah. for being on the on the show. Um, feel free to crack wise or comment on the news as appropriate. Mm-hmm. Or the theme song. Um, yeah. Good news for you guys. Uh, PlayStation Four surpasses seven million units oh, yeah. sold worldwide. <laughs> I we only got to sell about seven. I believe the last three million units were sold specifically because Galaxy is coming to. I th- I, oh. yep, and they heard about it on it. Need four play. I mean, there was a big rush. But so. uh, these guys are going to fucking announce every time they sell a million <laughs> units from now until like the end of time. As long as yeah. they're ahead of Microsoft, they probably will. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, back in PS2 era, though, you didn't got to fucking just. It was like. I'm oh sure yeah, we're at like off. fifty million. I don't even know. You know, it's like now it's like, hey, we're at six point three million, six point four million. Pretty well, impressive, though, for, no, for the time. They it's are doing, doing very good, well, especially relative to how yes. all the other people are doing. I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm just saying, literally. Every single million <laughs> since the first million. It seems you have forgotten, though. Do you remember? Remember, like, back with the last generation, NPD was, like, actually giving out their information, and every month, right. everybody rushed to get their press release out to say what was better about their NPD performance than the, the other Sony guy, family. Right? It's kind of the same thing. They still the do Nintendo that, family. You know, that I, kind of thing. I have to say that I, I've, been, I've been hearing every million that came out, but when I see and hear 7 million, I'm kind of like, wow, that, that's kind that's of a, a lot. For, it's a lot of consoles. It's good news for you guys. Um, well, yeah, because they actually have supply this time, right? Like right. unlike PS3, where they couldn't make the Blu-ray drives fast enough, um, and also 
Nobody was buying piece of shit. Did you see they announced a successor no. to the Blu-ray? Did anyone notice yeah. that? What? They're, they announced yes. a successor it's to also the Blu-ray. It's called like archive. The archival disc. disc. Yeah, they uh, they clearly named it in Japan. Um, but uh, it's like what is it? Three hundred. It's, it's going go to go amount of data. I think there's more than it's, that. It's, it's made, a terrible name. Like, it's made, Blu-ray was a dumb name. This is a terrible name. But it, the, the difference the, the is first that model are like 300 gigs. The difference is Blu-ray was made for multimedia and all that stuff. Like this is actually made for archiving stuff. This is for yeah. Like, but they were talking about how it will be usable as multimedia as well. Like, so right. does, it, does it like not degrade or something? It, it, that's like, the thing. Like they're focusing on the lack of degradability, the large about capacity. The number of lasers. It's, it's lots of lasers. It's, it's for people who like are professional photographers. Two players going to be putting their stuff out on archive. This, can we make an announcement here we today? We will be able to fit half of our material on one disc. Blu-ray is so like 2012, man. It, it, it's it too sounds cool, though. Can't, they be cards? Can't we just do cards now? Or like whatever they did in Minority Report? What was that? Oh yeah, a piece of glass you had to move around the room. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah, like, That's do, next after Do we still need disc? disc? Do we still need this thing that like I can't drop or scratch or give to my dog as a chew toy? But you can put it in a closet and forget about it. For so. some oh, stuff. perfect. Yeah. Um, so it's Sony and Panasonic working together on this thing, which I guess they do. I told you everything I know, which when is this that kind it of stuff exists. Happens. Oh, <laughs> and I just saw that it's being made and okay. has a terrible name. But it's, um, it's still interesting. So back to speaking about uh, sales figures. Um, people who are interested in that kind of stuff might want to check out a couple... Stories by Mr. Kyle Orland on Ars Technica, where he patched together. We started talking about this earlier, but he basically crawled people's publicly available uh, information on their Steam Steam account, Steam right. page, the web page of your Steam ID. Basically, also has a number, and you basically start with this ridiculous like ten digit number and count up. Yeah, and then you crawl that information, and you can see the games you've played, how long you've played them, or at least how much Steam has tracked that you've played them. Mm. Um, and so using that data, and then you just have like a, a Google Cloud server just churning 24 hours a day for like two months, they took a sampling, and according to them, have a pretty statistically accurate uh, version of numbers. And they lay out a whole bunch of evidence about you know when an announcement happens, that they compared it to their numbers and it was actually pretty close or it was just a couple days behind which their data is a couple days behind but right. um but yeah some uh, some interesting things in there about um what games people are playing what games people are not playing like a large percentage of everyone's steam collection is bought but never played it was which like totally makes like sense 36 percent of all games bought on steam have never been played once <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, you get the sale, you yeah. know, you get a uh, humble bundle. I was going to say, I think bought goes in air quotes because a lot of those games are probably just like part of bundles and sure. here and there and the other things. So, um, but uh, most owned games on Steam, of course, Dota is up at the top of like everything. Twenty five million two, or something uh, crazy like that, which is really impressive for being their most recent game. But I'm probably not too much of a surprise. Um, a lot of these games. Or, well, yeah, they're the Valve games, which also not too much of a surprise. Well, I guess, um, I mean, the one thing I'm curious about is now you're able to do that family share, right? So right. is it tracking independently? Of like, like oh, I mean, is, is a game question. being played, like, a bunch of times because there's, like, three to what, family share? You can share about ten people? I don't know, man, but I bet there's a graph in here somewhere on that. Like, there's fucking charts so many graphs. Like and graphs out the ass. Oh, yeah, we printed it all for... For some reason, um, 
But you gotta have all the graphs, man. That's right. Speaking of graphs, I gotta say, as a developer, Steam kicks butt because you can log in at any time. You can see exactly how many units you're selling. So that was impressive. Being there the weekend that Skulls of the Shogun went on sale. Buy it now. Uh, was I did that for you? You're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was really impressive because not only you were getting like not real time, but pretty darn close. It's like pretty close. up to the hour sales numbers. It's pretty damn close to by the hour divided up by like territory. Just fucking like any kind of data you want, up any man. way that you wanted it. Like yeah, and also over you were a certain just time frame, selling like your percentage over. Like if you have a sale, you can see how many percentage over last week you're selling. You know, just like it's a lot of good crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you're a number cruncher and you like uh, lines that go up and down, Pie yes. I don't think any other publisher allows you to have that kind of immediate access to your sales data. Which so, is, I, but everybody should. Honestly, everybody should. Yeah. I mean, after this, you're like, why does no one else do this? This is ridiculous. Well, because part of it's um, infrastructure. I think they just don't have them. They don't have. Well, it built. part of it. I mean, it's all just. I'm sure they get that information, but they don't want to share it with anybody. Like it's. It's them being fucking like, why do I? Why should I share this with you? Like, I get way more information. Is most definitely power in this case. Same thing with the with the mobile publishers. Like, why would I share this information with you? Right. I have to say that's why. I mean, we're thankful, right? To to get more data. It's so difficult yeah. as we've been approaching. You know, you you think about okay, you want to do different versions of your games. You want to break out into a, a, a different space. And nobody wants to give you any data. I mean, months and yep. months of asking people, and it's like, you're really poking in the dark. Oh, yeah. We deal with it here, too. Like, mm. we're interested in bringing a game out here. It's like, well, I don't know. What if similar games sold on mobile? It's like, yeah, tumbleweed. tumbleweeds. Like, um, but, you know, this is interesting because he gets a lot uh, of information that is not publicly available i mean valve shares it with you the developer for your game but not in general with other people and other games so i think we're going to see more stuff in the coming weeks like different ways of chopping up this data i know a lot of people have already requested a lot of information from him he actually did a follow-up story again this is kyle orland on ars technica if you want to um look it up about like a lot of questions that people had a little bit of corrections about games pre-2009 um Sales ranking within Steam, he readjusted some graphs and actually also released the top 100 most played uh, games on Steam. I thought it was best selling. Oh, it, it actually it is best selling. Oh, I didn't see the most played. Um, but again, Dota 2 at the top. Um, but Dota. a lot of interesting things later, you know, just going down how popular. The two things I took away from this, like one thing is that I most of those top. 25 games are do not interest me which i thought was actually kind of interesting because like you know most mm. of those games are just like this very clearly the like hell is spiral knights spiral that knights was, is a free to play game i've heard right? of that Sega. that was an mmo by Sega, Sega, i think yeah terraria sold almost 4 million copies that does not surprise me at what all what is alien swarm uh, alien swarm where do you see that Oh, right up there. That's Isn't it. That, oh, it's, that's a, the thing. it's a lot of it's game? just shooter yeah. thing, top down sort of. So yeah, one thing is that a lot of this stuff doesn't interest me. The other thing is, and this I kind of expected, but there's one Japanese game in the top 100 sales, and it's wow. Dark Souls. Yeah, and it's at 85. Jake wow. Blacklight. Well, yeah, and it's it's PC, right? Which is just goes to tell you how bad. Tells you two things on the PC market. Right, right one, now. they don't really make PC games. It's not that the games aren't necessarily good; it's that they're not making them. But two, there's not really much of a platform for them here either, which you know, yep. Valve could learn. Jake Blacklight Retribution, number twenty-eight. Right, 
you had 2.4 million copies. Really? 28? Right? Uh, well, I was left? our director on the first one. That's the second one. Oh, that's uh, the second one. Much better across the board. Oh. The second after one. I left, yes. Where they sold millions after you. They finally got rid of you. Yeah. Um, Dead Island also up there. A little like bit of uh, you know, we, uh, really? we had that meeting right here. In fact, a little bit of trivia for you folks. The Blacklight deal was signed right here. Oh, that's, that's right. right. At this yes. very table. Yeah. That's right. very table. <laughs> yeah. With our current partner at Sony, Shane Benhausen. Nice. There you go. A lifetime ago. Um, Dead Island. Yeah, there's, there's no, no, there's, there's there's no accounting there. for taste, man. That's Far Cry like... 3, Jake, is uh, number 81. Still I... up there pretty high. There's 85 Dark Souls at about 1.1. Don't, 1. S- don't starve at 1.2 <laughs> Yeah, so don't starve, man. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Those guys... Super Meat Boy. Doing good. And they That's did actually... well on PlayStation as well. Like, very well. I mean, they were the game of the month. And, and since then, I think they have their expansion coming out soon. The Giants uh, expansion. Amnesia, Dark Descent, uh, up there pretty high. And yeah, there so she is. Interesting stuff. There she is. The queen has arrived, and she brought a special fun friend yes. with special her. Friend. Two special, a special friend. Two special friends. Um, come up and grab a microphone, uh, Hiroko. Say you, say me, <laughs> Minamoto. <laughs> Did uh, did he sing that song oh, in that your was his concert? Opening song. For reals? For reals. No yeah. kidding. Yes. I, I knew it. Oh, no, no, no. No. It wasn't oh, dancing no, no. on the ceiling? No, it was hello. Is it? Oh, okay. Of yeah. course. Of course. That's, there, that's the phrase he started. They were selling t shirts that, uh, what was it? It was like his face and it said hello. Like, <laughs> no, hello it said hello and, and it's. Oh, is his face. Yeah. That's amazing. Pick, did yeah. you not buy one? I wanted yes, one. Yes, I did. Okay. 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 I was going to say, of course you bought one. And they were also selling an echo bag. With his face on it, okay. I couldn't resist. <laughs> For those who don't know, Echo Bag is like a, a cloth shopping shopping bag, so you don't have to use plastic or paper. So we should say you were at a Lionel Richie concert yes. recently. Uh, do you, you have probably to say that? Can, I don't know. Maybe I not. think some of our younger listeners what may not be aware yeah, right. that Lionel Richie existed and or is still alive. Real talk, though, Lionel Richie is pretty awesome. He's, I mean, Hello is probably my number one pick for a karaoke song. Totally. <laughs> I think we got our ending music right there. Um, so... You know, How I was he? To... Is he still is he still like got it? He old? still got it. Really? Yeah. Was he on like crutches he just or just ceiling? He actually just got up. Did he? Yes, like... he did. But like he he would sing like a fast song, and yeah. then after that he would sit down to play <laughs> a piano song. He had to rest. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he had to get his yeah. breath. But like you know, he was like that. But same, uh, um, the audience was like that too. As a matter of fact, the audience is like the itching to sit sit down. <laughs> so it was pretty interesting. Wait, so would, the, would the audience sit down when he sat down and get up when yes. he got up? Yeah. Yes, okay. I've never been to a live show that you have to like sit, stand up, sit up, um, sit down like it's that. Like many times. You could describe his audience like, as uh, aging. They probably had a wheelchair we, section. Uh, right? I took Yoko to the <clears throat> Paul McCartney concert for her for her birthday, mm-hmm. and everybody was standing up for a while, and you could see them all itching to sit down too. Right, like, everybody's right. like, we yes. were like the youngest people there, right. both in our forties, and like everyone was like, you know. Paul McCartney fans. It was cool. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone was, I was well, like, wow. you, you want to be respectful, right? And you're like excited you're here. And then you're like, uh, we have perfectly good seats. Right. You can seat dance. Uh, How was the true. show? How was the crowd? What was the... So the crowd was interesting. Um, I think I was one of the youngest people there. Were there people like who had like still the Lionel Richie like eighties <laughs> like uh, like Afro Aristotle? Yeah. Like I think everybody had like some taste of the eighties. Okay. Yeah, in different shapes. A lot of hairspray. 
A lot of hairspray. Nice. Jerry Carl. Yeah. Shoulder pads, I guess, yeah, 80s in Japan, so it would have been like oh, the big dude. hair. Epic yeah. shoulder pads. And there <laughs> were like, well, mar- I, I'm, I'm guessing they're married couples, but mm-hmm. there were a bunch of those, like, you know, holding shoulders and like kind of remembering <laughs> those days. This was our song, girl. Yeah. Endless love. That's me and you, baby. Yeah, and before we move on to the next topic, I want to say that I went to a line concert because my mom likes him. Hey, you don't my to, mom is a big fan. Not, I would go see Lionel Richie. Vaginal Richie. I just not read into that too much. Explain. Uh, That's no, the no, porn I do. version. I do. <laughs> no, Mark, I do. I think we've talked it. about Lionel Richie on this podcast before, he, uh-huh. and I don't think your mom has been on this podcast. He has a great, <laughs> great s- selection of songs. He's a collection of songs. Obviously, is a very huge fan. Yeah, and he has not aged. I swear to God, he you hasn't wanna, aged yet. You want to look at the this fountain? This turned of youth. into the it view. In this pocket. podcast has turned into the view. We're talking about. He has not aged. I'm telling you, he looks fantastic. Good as. All right, I believe you. Wait, have you been to a Lionel Richie concert recently? Not yet. Okay. But I will be singing Lionel Richie tomorrow night. Come check me out. Oh, you guys, you guys are going to have it burn it down oh, tomorrow awesome. night. Yep. You guys have to court ordered just party we won't say why or with who but basically you've heard that there's this client well you're potentially the client that you have to it sounds like a sitcom plot to me <laughs> it does like, they're hard drinking hard partying and you have to keep up or else you don't get the account it's like <laughs> it's like speed it's like mad men drinking like in japan sour right yeah <laughs> actually yeah there is kind of a mad men subplot with the chevy guys or exactly whatever, that are, are, like the are like that make yeah. sure you don't get your eye shot out that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take us, on. take our word on that one. Um, Especially you, the eye pro. I mean, you can right. really know. No, exactly. Really good at using those eyes for so long. Roku, any games you've been playing that you want to talk about? You playing um, Boom I've Beach? I've been yeah, Boom Beach and um, oh, what's the name of that? Monument shooting? Valley. Oh, that's yeah, not Monument Valley, game. and then Trials of Glork. Hey, I heard this is selling really well. Wait, Machikoro, you, yeah, yeah. You talked about. Do you play? You guys both played through Monument Valley, right? We <laughs> talked about it last time. Oh, you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Then it's dead to me. Beautiful. I've been playing yeah. Monster Strike. What the hell is that? It's a. Uh, I think oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's a Japanese free to play game. Yeah. From, Yoshiki Okamoto. Yeah, yeah Okamoto's Okamoto game. Okamoto, oh. actually, oh, okay. creator of Street Fighter. It's and kind all of stuff. pop. The one that's kind of popular. It's fun. It's very popular yeah. now. Yeah. I just wish that it, the audience could see how you're holding your hands. Right <laughs> I know. Now, I feel like you look like an evil scientist. That are like a teenager who's still thinking about Lionel Richie in the eighties. Probably. Are you cold in the? I'm a little chilly, but it's okay. All right, we'll get out of here. You out of here soon. We need to get through this news. Zero, speaking of free-to-play, free or I guess play. just mobile, study finds that 0.22% of players account for 46% of mobile app revenue. Jake Castle, oh. is this your experience, yes or no? Uh, we don't have a free-to-play game. Award-winning, yeah. Skulls the Shogun. Hey, speaking of... Was free on iOS for... Can I just can I pick up this thing oh, very shortly? We, it turns out, I just found out, I read this in the news, <laughs> Skulls the Shogun is the first cross-platform buy game from Microsoft's... Now. So if you buy the Windows 8 <laughs> version of Skulls, you get the phone version that, for free. You so make Those me want to buy... Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Wait, oh. what? If you, buy, what? if you buy the Windows 8 version of Skulls of the Shogun, <laughs> yeah. you get the phone version for free. Windows uh-huh. phone. Yes. Which nobody owns. So you well, have to own a lot of people in Italy 
that yes. have that phone. Plenty of There's also a lot of people in Redmond yes. that have that yes. phone, okay? Yes. 40,000 miles Lots of them. were incentivized to own that phone. User base. Oh, right right the only time I've ever seen that phone oh. is at GDC <laughs> and here when fucking David Microsoft Ellis is in town. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's like, and actually, it's like, oh, that's not bad. I'm actually, like, Baroud oh, has one. And I think Jared Garrettson from Blacklight does as well. So there's two people I know that The funny thing is if you look at Microsoft, like Windows phones that have been made, all of those people actually own Skulls of the Shogun. Probably. Because that is the Game. <laughs> uh, what else Microsoft might own Corner soon, the market. maybe, is uh, Marty O'Donnell now that he's gone from Bungie. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Did yeah. they ever, did any Seriously. news come out of that? Or no, Bungie released a statement um, titled, <laughs> There Are Those Who Said This Day Would Never Come, which seems like a weird It is a weird, <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird <laughs> announcement. Finally, we fired. But they said, today as friends, shit. we say goodbye. And so it was like a classy bungee statement, but Marty O'Donnell's tweet announcing it did not sound... So, um, friend, no. maybe. so what happened? They all went out drinking and something bad happened? I mean, is something that what went it down. is? Obviously no one, something went no down. No one knows. Marty um, offended someone's wife. No one knows. This is how rumors get started. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we wish him well. We wish uh, Destiny well, because that game is going to kick ass. I'm so excited for that fucking game. Um, But anyway, yeah, maybe some stuff will come out about that when he lands his next game. Did he do the music? Him and, like, Paul McCartney and some other guy, like, famously famously (laughs) working (laughs) on it with Lionel Richie and Paul McCartney. I'm not kidding about the Paul McCartney part. Which is, that's a little weird, I gotta say. Like, where where did that come from? Yeah. um, so I thought there was a story recently about Capcom losing money, but apparently they they're did. investing $78 million in to development how many, R&D. Like, yeah, like by, 20, right? by 2021 or something, they're going to have like 2,500 new employees or something? Yeah. Or? That's what they're talking about. Um, they're going to open these buildings. The plan is in 2015 and 2016. They're going to cut down expenses by growing internal and, like, I guess using yeah. less external, Raj, which you know something about. I certainly do. You want uh, to give people, like, a real quick uh, little history. It was interesting. History. It's an interesting tie-in. Uh, I went to Double Helix uh, uh, a few years ago and started working on a title that uh, – a prototype that Inufunisan actually kicked off before hmm. he left uh, wow. Capcom. Very cool title. Uh, it may or may not have something to do with zombies um, – and it's really neat, and it was groundbreaking. But Capcom didn't have faith in it. Uh, we we almost got a greenlit, but missed it by one vote. Did they coincidentally Oof. happen to lose faith in it right after Inafune left? Or uh, that was the big that was a big reason. They didn't oh. feel like they had a shepherd on their side uh, to do it. But we worked with Capcom. We were able to uh, uh, do Strider right. and get that going. Right. And then we did another prototype we, uh, prototype with Agurosan, who's uh, from the Lost Planet franchise. Mm. But Lost Planet wasn't doing so good. Raccoon City wasn't doing so good. And mm-hmm. we were doing our own engine at Double Helix. And there was a little bit of internal strife there because their engine team wanted to do the next-gen engine. And I Penny think they Ridge. basically felt like they got burned working with external developers mm-hmm. with the issues from Raccoon City and Lost Planet. So they kind of... Raccoon City sold well, though, right? Like, Raccoon City sold... Lost Planet bombed with the capital B. Yeah. But Raccoon City, I think, like, surpassed their expectations. It was weird. Sales-wise. Maybe sales not process-wise. I don't know if it was at the time. I don't know if maybe it was... It, it pulled it out in the end. But there was, there was some kind of issue there. But huh. I, I think... They really want to focus internally and build it back up, and in a lot of ways, I think that's good. They have a lot of really great people there, right? And I mean, if they're if they're going to grow and try and make this happen, um, then then more power to them. It is crazy though the level of investment and what they're planning on doing. Right, right. 
That's yeah, they're they're and I guess did they say something about mobile in here as well? But uh, part of this, yeah, part of this will be mobile ish. Yeah, hiring roughly 100 developers a year, consisting mostly of new graduates. Um, yeah, Read give it cheap. competitive advantage yeah. <laughs> in Slave expanding labor. mobile and PC online games. So maybe more Japanese guys will break that Steam top 100. Uh, story about. Hey, Galaxy. we do a lot of work no with those guys. We game. don't want them going too too internal. Yeah. Isn't that that's right. Do everything yeah. internally. Yeah, exactly. They still need it for that local. That sweet, super. sweet localization. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, you want to just guys. have a little conversation? <laughs> <laughs> this is a radio show that people listen to. Yeah, I know we're casual talking. here. But... So a little shout out uh, yeah. to some ex coworkers of mine. You know, I was at Sega for many years, and those guys ran off and started grounding. Much of those guys mm-hmm. and their title, uh, what's it called? Machikoro. Machikoro is currently like super. I think it's number one. I think it's oh. number one on the Japanese iPhone charts. Yeah. No shit. What? Yeah. It's not Tsumutsumu or whatever. That's the art director, one of the uh, one of the senior art guys on Res, uh, is the art director on this, and he is one of the most talented dudes I've ever worked with, and probably ever will. And this game looks awesome, and they are killing it on the Japanese uh, mm-hmm. iPhone charts. So I'm really proud of my my homies. Wow, I That's see a chicken. Great. Yep. A chicken on a loading screen. Um, <laughs> also surprising was the uh, announcement. I guess the initial announcement, but this is just kind of the follow through. Tomodachi Life. Yes, the most gifable oh, yeah. game ever Put it in, in existence. My veins. Coming to North America and Europe on June 6th. Um, do you guys know what this game is? I saw the video. Yeah. We pimped the hell out of this game. That's right. Before anyone else. I don't. I mean, I don't want to go too far, but you. Some people might say that we're the reason that it's coming out. In <laughs> I, I, I'm you know, not sure I agree with those people. I'm not saying they're wrong. <laughs> Back when we were still doing one-up stuff, I pitched an article about this, and uh, uh, Matt Leon was like, "Yeah, maybe if maybe maybe some other time." <laughs> <laughs> That's Matt Leon's way of saying yeah. no, basically. Yeah, I know. But um, so yeah, we've talked about this on the show before. I don't in know depth. that we've found the best way to describe it i think virtual dollhouse uh is yes. kind of what we talked about kind of like the sims but with me's and a more personality and more japanese yeah it's you and all your friends in like a little virtual like beverly hills 90210 on crack basically. island yeah. yeah and i mean we don't yeah. have to explain it because i think this video that yeah. nintendo put out does an amazing yes. job uh-huh. that was of the describing best. what is mm-hmm. a really fucking hard game to describe yeah. and doing it in a fun way and actually a funny way yeah. uh-huh. um had i not already known about the game that video would have made it like instant day one sale for me like it looks really really interesting for yeah. watching that video and, and it is but yeah. i mean uh-huh. they did a really good job it's mm-hmm. cool too because um they you know they showed the ads that they're going to be running for it too and so you can kind of see <clears throat> more of what they're trying to do with the game i mean it's really a game that anyone can play and enjoy Except that they named the fucking thing Tomodachi Life. I, <laughs> I don't think this I is as bad as everybody else yeah, here seems to think. I, 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 agree. Okay. I would agree with John. The hell? There is a certain I mean, level where you market something enough, you could call it anything, and yeah. it's going to catch okay, on. It's clearly going to do that but with this game. But I'm not saying think, it's going to fail because of the name, but I'm saying all other things being equal, this is a pile of shit name to put on your thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I mean, sh- yeah. We, we live in Japan, so we're used to the word tomodachi I know but, but I, I'm he, curious what you guys I could see think. us having the same conversation it's, it's before fine. Pokemon came out right like, or so that like, dude you just you that's part of the problem I know that there's a marketing guy uh, that was there at the meeting <laughs> where they're like this is the yeah, same company Pokemon that came up with the name we million. and we you dude we was brilliant I think we ended up the proof is in the pudding ended up being brilliant, brilliant. We, we all wanted okay, we maybe were all like, that was not such a great idea yeah. but uh-huh. but 
Dude, those guys are great at naming things yeah. and naming names. They have a whole department that's the best in the mm. industry at naming mm-hmm. things. Pokemon, like, I'm sure that that was the thought process from somebody who greenlit this thing was like, the well, Pokemon, well, the Pokemon is still is Pocket they Monster. Pocket like it's, they could, no, they, no, they no, don't but, call it Pocket Monsters at all in America. No, they don't, oh, it's not because they, they couldn't use it. Yes, they yes. can. No, they totally they can. Probably like another have gotten, right? Besides that, no, there's like, no, there's all no, that no a, Pocket Monster. <clears> all they, that aside. Oh, I want somebody to fact check this. That's a handful. Oh, I'm sure of it. All that aside, like children's programming and all that kind of stuff, all those things have like weird names like, you know, Yo Gabba Gabba or the Umizu Zoomy, I'm sure as someone who like has Gabba slaved, Gabba, though, hits your brain in a way that like I think the fact that you know I thought Yo Gabba Gabba yeah. is not something that had to start in a different language and then but be that's translated. The thing. I don't think it, the fact that we know that Tomonachi is Japanese is coloring our impressions it's of this. Not, no, because a lot of people, the target audience, more apt are just going to gonna think it's it. I think it's like mm-hmm. a made up word. What were those little things you had to keep alive? The little like egg shaped things. Tamagotchi. 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 So we've all been trained already, and look at it. It's phonetically. Maybe spelled, that's what they're right? thinking I mean, is that it's similar to like Tamagotchi. The thing though is, is a little I'm yeah. sure this Tamagotchi. started yeah. though, maybe very long time ago, but I'm sure it started with, okay, what does this translate to? Friend collection. That is the boringest name in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't Where do we that. go from there? What could we do? How do we not upset the dev team who probably wants something? At, you know, Ultimately, right. I'm sure it went around a million different names before it came back right. to, hey, we don't actually have a perfect name for this. Do you want to kick Why don't we try this? When I get back? Everything else about it. I think it's good. I think it's a good name. I think it's going to catch on. Everyone's going to know. I don't know who you are anymore. Any name, if you think this name would catch on, any name would catch on. You could call it like Honey Boo Boo. Oh, that's you're never going to confuse it with another game. Well, so, but I mean, how many names? That's a reason for what? If we get Lionel Richie to say not be okay. So anyway. Well, yeah, I felt like okay, they just. Couldn't find the perfect uh, words. Cool. That's that's how I felt. Hey, I everything felt else about it, I think the packaging, the logo, the box, the the, the ad, everything else is great. I don't want to like overshadow it because we're like we're localizers. We get in the really middle fun. of this weird thing. The game is awesome. This thing's going to take over Twitter and Facebook. Is really where it's going to live. Like if you think Animal Crossing did that, like this, this is, is going the next to, Animal yes. Crossing uh-huh. for sure. It's going to be. I mean, God willing, it's going to be huge. It definitely deserves it. Yeah. Um, Super cool game. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah, so there's a whole Nintendo Direct about it, which is actually awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really, really well done like way to market something without with like keeping the original intent of the thing like in the integrity right. of the thing in, in check at the same time is, is actually selling it to a pretty broad audience. Um, another Nintendo news, I didn't actually see the Super Smash It was a good Direct. Smash Brothers it was a good Nintendo like, Direct. Super condensed version. Um, of there's it. a couple new characters, Charizard and uh, the the other the, Pokemon, the, the frog one that's cool. Um, <laughs> they announced that the online there's going to be like a fun area that has like items and stuff on, but there's also going to be like a hardcore mode where like they're only final destination and no items, and you can select it so it's one on one. Um, there's a Final Destination version of every stage, so you don't have to just see the one stage over and over again. A lot of people were complaining about this offline because Final Destination is it favors uh, characters with projectiles more. Um, they a lot of people tend to like Final stages, Destination is the name of a stage. The name of a stage okay. that is just a flat two D plane. Um, oh. a lot of people prefer stage. Apparently, uh, prefer stages with at least a couple of platforms right, right, to right. kind of mitigate the. Uh, 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 projectile guys um there's also like a penalty system in place to prevent abuse like from people like getting into a game and not doing anything or like you know targeting one guy over and over again um 
And uh, yeah, Zero okay. Suit Samus is our they own also, character. The other news that came out heels. of there is that the 3DS version will be out first. In yes, the, the 3DS version uh, will be out first. Yeah. Which I think um, cool. You'll be able to ca- uh, customize players uh, the characters' movesets, which is kind of interesting. Have they talked about cross-play or buy or anything about no. how the two versions no, are? No, they're um, two different games. Yeah, because the 3DS oh. one has its own like special mode called Smash Run, which is like, it starts out where you're four people in this like Metroidvania-style stage with enemies all over the place, and um, as you kill enemies, you they spit out all these power-ups, like extra speed, extra power, extra jump, or whatever. And as you collect these power-ups, your character gets, you know, stronger in different ways. So, like, if uh, me and John are playing, John is, like, getting all these strength power-ups, but I'm, like, getting, you know, both strength and speed. Um, You know, our our characters, you know, level up in different ways. And then at the end, um, like, there's a time limit for the Metroidvania part. And then there's, like, a, you know, a typical Smash Brothers match with those stats. So it's kind of it's kind of like Nintendo's first foray cool. into the MOBA hmm. uh, genre. What? It's wow. kind of interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so did you get excited as a Smash Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, Ian, dude, fucking Sakurai like oozes charisma and was just really killing it. And uh, it's a good, good uh, direct. Cool. Okay. Um, also, JJ, uh, of interest to you, Yokai Watch Two announced. Yes. Ah. Come out in Japan on July 10th. Have you guys talked about this on the last? I don't think ones? so. We've talked okay. about it before. So yeah, we've talked about Yokai Watch, which is kind of like a yokai, uh, yokai, level five yokai. created yokai. Pokemon, what? but with Japanese like ghosts and demons and and uh, folklore <laughs> characters that yes. you kind of the the conceit is like they're there in an every, everyday world and you they use cause your, a lot of things. You like use the Yokai fighting. Watch to see them. Okay. I actually didn't know that. I feel like I'm talking with your kid. It's like, yeah. you use the yokai watch to see that. It's, it's like, okay, it's honey. The, there's I'm a light sure. on. There's a light on I don't there. know what that means. It's a black light. <laughs> it's you, a black light, Mark. Okay. But like your parents are fighting in the game, and the reason they're fighting is because there's like a yokai there causing right. a fight. Or... Those yokai, by the way, are married. With who? <laughs> Do who it are? again. To the two, to, the two, to the two yokai. The two yokai are married to each other. So they're causing maybe, other people. You're to a little too excited. I'm a little sleepy. Okay. I'm a little maybe. sleepy. <laughs> the mud, mud, muddy. There's two muddy ones. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> this has become like a. There was a real slow burn. I think maybe it was the the anime hadn't come the, out. The comic the happened, got... and the comic was super popular. Okay. And now the anime and the toys are like. Swear to God, because the game out of the gate did not do gang Pokemon levels, yeah. Yeah. but now it's kind of become slowly like. Did that come out like a year ago? I think so. Because so, yeah. yeah. we talked about it a few times, and so now there's this craze about what's the thing that's really hard? It's the coins. the medals. Okay, there are explain. these little. So what's there's this thing, the yokai watch, which is like what the character in the anime and stuff uses to see the the yokai. An um, actual watch, like is, a wrist, a wrist watch. watch. Yeah, it's like a wristwatch he gets out of a thing. And um, they sell the actual watch in stores. Uh, you'd be asked to find it because that thing is fucking rare as shit. Yeah. Um, but... That's but, the word on the streets about yeah. the yokai watch. That's right. Dude, that I'm telling you, as a parent, rare as a parent of a three-year-old, <laughs> yeah. you will never fucking find that thing. We were yeah. lucky as hell to find one of those things. It's like Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, this thing brought out another side of you where Dude. you're like, buy that shit. Dude, Dude, yeah. Yeah. He was like yelling at his wife. And that kid you and you're like, you see that shit, you buy that shit. I yeah. She's like, how much is it? I don't care, just yeah, buy it. Exactly. I, didn't, I didn't say it like that, but I was just like, she was like, how many should we get? I'm just get as many as you can because yeah. you can't find them. There's no... 
they're nowhere to be found. It's like buying gold back. It in the is. 80s. It is. But, but what so, you okay. do? So you get you have a yokai watch, and you you basically get these medals. The medals you put into the yokai watch, and in the anime, he puts the medal into the yokai watch, and he summons the yokai. Okay. To come out and do you know yep. not battle, but like you know interact with or whatever. Right. And so they sell the medals in like these card packs, so you don't know what's in them. Okay. And then you like, you know, you buy the medals and then you can put them in the yokai watch and it plays the song like Pritchi or Dichi da 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 And um and then you can kind of pretend that you're but summoning it. It gives yokai. you the coin. You always have the coin. It gives it to you back, right? I mean it's not Yeah, like... you, you get the coin back. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand. But there's like a there's a collector's aspect to it. There's also oh, they so also each, sell these each, each coin is um a different yokai. Ah, right. It's like collecting ah, the Pokemon or something. Exactly. Yeah, or like Skylanders And it's evil or... because you don't know which one you're getting, so yeah. you yes, just have to like baseball. There's a okay, there's like this I'm big ass it. notebook that they also sell. It's like a twenty dollar notebook that you can put the medals in. It's like, and collect like them stickers all. from the eighties. It's right. stuck in the. 80s. It's like coin collecting, we right? Uh-huh. And on top of that, okay, we were both oh all these medals have QR codes that you can register online and in the game, and then enter oh, wow. raffles for more medals and stuff like that. There's, it's, it's like, like a, a full multimedia. It is. Wow. Okay. It's ridiculous. The but hole goes deep. It's something like you know, like and it's a watch, Mike. <laughs> and it's a watch. No, it doesn't actually. It doesn't tell time. It doesn't do a rip off. Okay, I'm out. But um, yeah, like it's it just a kind of on comment on like <laughs> I, uh, people on the internet have noticed that this has been selling really like it's it's come up from the grave and right. been selling a whole bunch. Right. Like that's not even really half of the story. Like these medals and these watches you can find the place where they would potentially sell these things, but you will never ever find one. In an actual store, like these things are literally like gold. How many Wait, do you, you have bought, on eBay right now? He's obsessed. We were fu- we were fucking lucky. Like if you go online to buy this stuff, you go on Amazon or whatever. Yeah, there's signs. A, a box saying... of the, a box of these medals, twelve packs, yeah. which is like, and they're actually sold for like a hundred, like maybe like a dollar fifty for a pack. Okay. okay. Twelve, twelve in a box. Yes. Costs uh, one hundred and sixty dollars online. <laughs> wow. wow! Yeah, because they have signs up where it's like, "Hey, listen, right. we don't have the medals. We don't know when we're going to get them in." Right, like, calling us. Uh, there was a thing at my yeah. local store where uh, a local supermarket where they had people line up on Saturday not to buy the things to get the raffle tickets to get the chance to buy them. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, right. Speaking of that, it's uh, funny because uh, Nintendo apparently missed out on the Skylanders uh, boat where they could have had it as an exclusive. Um, and kind of the guys who made it kind of assumed that they would. And they said uh, there's this a story, an in-depth story on Polygon.com. Yeah, you should check out. It's a really, really good story. Um, anyway, it talks about... Um, this guy from the makers basically saying they thought it was the perfect fit. Um, what was their name? It was like Games Toys, by Bob or something? Bob, okay, yeah. Um, they spent a long time looking and looking, uh, this guy says. They were just like, we have never seen anything like this before. I've always wondered about the full meaning of that comment. Laughs. Like if it was a good thing or a bad thing. And um, he says we don't really know why it didn't happen. Um, some other interesting aspects to that story. Um about uh, the executives, you know, took it home to their kids, and then they like didn't come back because they were that popular. So they knew they were going to have a hit on their hand because it was a real big initial mm. risk with making the toys and the game at the same time, and like the expense of making plastic shit and all that stuff. But you kind of do think like, well, yeah, with the the timing was a little bit off, but like had this been a Wii U thing with the the uh, NFC right stuff, like 
I thought that was going to be killer. a big deal. Uh, they yeah. still haven't really used that. With kids, anyway. I still can't use my Suka to buy, uh, buy things, like they said at the fucking very no, beginning. There's a lot of consoles have promised a lot of things that still haven't happened. Right. Um, Swedish two politicians playing StarCraft. Yeah. Swedish two. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Swedish politicians playing StarCraft 2. Yes, that not is. Sweden 2. <laughs> Square's getting out of India. David Attenborough is hey. making an Oculus Rift game. Hey, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Connect Enable. Yeah, Soda yeah, Drinker it's Pro coming to Xbox One, Georgia government, blah blah. Guess it was a slow news. Finally, wish. Snoop Dogg voice pack coming to Call of Duty Ghost, which <laughs> is just God. becoming like a joke. Like, what? What, the, are just, you like really? Do you know Predator is in Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> Did you I know, know that? Okay, A Predator is in Call of Duty. Did you see the Van Damme thing that came B, out last week? No. Snoop Dogg is doing the, the original voice for Predator. <laughs> Red Lobster. Me, right? Look it up. It's amazing. The original? Oh, Red well, Lobster. Red Dan Dan Red, Dan Dan Red Lobster. So, I mean, it's but starting Snip, to make sense. Jason it, yeah. from the Friday the 13th is in Call of Duty. Did you know that? No. What? what? Yes. See? Like, you guys, you fucking don't pay okay. attention for two minutes and crazy weird shit is happening. <laughs> they have some, they have sorry, some sample lines. Am I the lines. only person who's not been paying attention to Call of Duty for, like, three years? Well, I mean, okay, yes, no, that's, that's true. About, so, it, but it's become so, like, one. weird pop cultural behemoth that it's just, its tendrils are stretching into fucking anywhere. It's just oozing out into every aspect <laughs> of stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. that Honey Boo Boo Playing and Call of Duty Ghosts have been mentioned in the same time because, <laughs> right. who knows, Honey Boo Boo could get in there. It's just another <laughs> Probably. episode of a... They, they have some sample lines. What happens here? Oh, um, oh yeah. Really? JJ, yeah. give us your so, best okay. Snoop Dogg without offending anyone. Yeah. Rack up points by reaching the enemy portal. You dig? Uh, I think that's only going to offend Snoop Dogg. Yeah. 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 I, I, like, I You're can't do that. <laughs> okay. You don't have any. Squad member active. My brother from another mother. Wow. <laughs> Homies out the joint. I pay money for this. It's party time. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, like, what interested me uh, most about the project is my the voice money. can be connected. <laughs> yes. My <laughs> voice can be connected. <laughs> Hold on. This is a good quote. <laughs> but what interested me most about the project is my voice can be connected with a game that's so hip and so hood. Uh, Snoop so Dogg says. Okay. So very, very. It says good. a lot. It's you associated with right so hood for so long. You we get him to come to your next birthday party. Snoop Lion. Yeah. Call of Duty is about as hood as this podcast <laughs> right. is, um, which is uh, over. We have wow. achieved 100 episodes. 100. That's right. wow. Feel bad we didn't do anything very special for a hundredth yeah. episode, except for having these awesome fine people. Yes, we Indeed, have a bunch just of we paid for everyone first class to fly to Tokyo. Appreciate it. it was and fantastic. I think it was worth it. Peanuts Studio was audience tasty. today. Yes. yes. So thank you to uh, to everyone from Seventeen Bit. Thank you to everyone from Two Player Productions. Thank you to mystery guests from Parts Unknown and their maple syrup uh, flavored candy, <laughs> which was uh, amazing, which is delicious. Way. Yeah. Um, thank you to Eight Four for this awesome podcast. Oh, oh well, one hundred. But I think it's perfect that we actually didn't really set up anything special because we kind of never do, and we always right. talk about it's doing true. it and never do it. So right. it's kind of we had all these, even this exactly. one episode, we had all these grand plans. Yeah, Mark, like, we're gonna do this, this was and technically that. the Yokai Watch episode. <laughs> that we had what? been planning for forever. Were we planning? We a finally. We did said it. that, that we no. said that we were eventually oh, give Yokai yeah, Watch a person when we actually played it. Yeah. And stuff like <laughs> anyway, wow. glad we got that out of the yeah. way. But um, <laughs> it's special. Yes, so it's good to be back. Um, I do have kind of like a resolution now for our next hundred episodes. <laughs> oh, oh what God! What to, are we promising now? To no, just to actually do some of the stuff that we've been talking about doing for a while. <laughs> oh, we I think the resolution will be like. 
Yeah, yes. not to make any more promises. Skype technology, <laughs> I think we can get going. Like we can go that much. We can take calls from people on Skype. It's within our grasp. Yeah, it's just a Skype show. It, so it should be, it is, but it's not. It yeah. is. You have though. a monitor set up right here. Bye. Yeah. Dude, I have done a lot of business over Skype, and it sucks. No, I know, but it there's just ways to do sucks. it. There's it kind of largely works. I know. And then right when you need it. I know. But there's ways God. to do it where you record your own version of... The, trust me, there's just ways to fucking do it, okay? There's ways to do By it. By episode 200, we are going to have... Exactly. Like, didn't we taint, do this we are going to have taint shifting, beaming yeah, to your eyeballs yeah. technology. Yeah. You're right. I recorded it separately. Yeah. We yeah. Do. We've done it. We have the technology. We can That's do true, it. Yeah. We can you build can. him. If you can't hear him, you can chat it in with the window, right? Yeah, we can, can just read. JJ recording it separately. JJ has to JJ is a master of a thousand tongues. He can impersonate any of you to where your own wives will think it's correct. You heard his Snoop Dogg was I was a million languages he knows a person in every village from here to the Snoop Dogg isn't even my best impression. You'll never find him. Yeah. Um anyway. Thank you, most of all, to our listeners. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. You guys, a lot of people came up at GDC. That was super cool. Yeah, um, people yeah that's hello. one nice thing. I wish we li- Sometimes I wish we lived out there because we always get awesome fans coming up and saying hi to us when we're in the U.S., which is pretty rare. The ironic yeah. thing is, like, nobody who actually lives in Japan knows who we are except for the people we know in real life. Except that, uh, what, because we're so mega famous everywhere else in the world? Well, no, I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> it's so we're, weird. We're the people no, and Mark having I like people. I can live in normal. What I mean is the irony being that yeah. we are, uh, quote, the podcast about Japan, the only Japanese oh, podcast. Okay. When did you drop that part, by the way? I was wondering. Yeah, oh, actually. no. Uh, well, let's get that in. About games, <laughs> Japanese games, <laughs> games about Japan. Episode 100 <laughs> needed something special, but everybody knows about, by uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Debauchery uh, and Tomodachi. Yeah, there's a new trend now of fans just silently, quietly dropping gifts off at the office, which yeah. I think is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fully in approval of that um we i don't think we have the mail from the guy who did that so we'll call him out his name is kyle Yes. Thank, you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. That was awesome. Enjoyed um, the Hello Kitty um, onion uh, cookies. Nice. They were really good. They were. Yeah. Like onion Thanks to, to everyone who tweets the about the us. <laughs> <laughs> Facebooks about us. Tells a friend about us. Uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, to the next 100. Here's hopefully, 100 more and beyond. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Uh, where can people let us know what they think of the 100th episode and what we should do from now? We have a website at 8-4.jp, our second home, giantbomb.com. Uh, there will be a thread on NeoGuff at eventually. and um, iTunes. iTunes. Please give us five-star reviews or six stars if they have that functionality. That was something we promised about 42 episodes ago, that we were going to read reviews from iTunes. That's we, right. we, we don't want to. We, we are intentionally not doing that. I want to read them. I think they, you know. It's just you can read them in your Snoop voice. How about that? <laughs> rap, you can wrap the reviews. Maybe we can oh, just okay. read rap, random rap, rap, YouTube rap, comments rap, rap, rap. instead on different videos. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Not even things we're associated <laughs> yeah, related with. Us. Just yeah. randomly pick YouTube really comments awful. and pretend that they're about the last show. <laughs> okay, I think that would be fun. Actually, it would be fun. Yeah, that might be fun. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, anything else that you guys who will plug some stuff? Uh, as if where can people go when they want to buy these super awesome. Uh, a double fine documentary on its own now for ten dollars. What is that under? It's double. Is it on double fine site? Uh, we have Broken adventure, Broken Age game. 
brokenagegame.com on youtube they can see the amnesia fortnite stuff the blu-rays they can order also on Mm -hmm. doublefine.com okay cool pre-order uh my number nine backers you will uh be getting your next episode of the documentary in the next month or two somewhere is about there a little maybe. bit sometime yeah. in the next week to summer six ish <laughs> we're editing it tomorrow okay yeah, it'll so. be done yeah amnesia, amnesia fortnite, fortnite cycle i thought you yeah. guys needed just 24 that's hours right. that's <laughs> just uh yeah 17 bit you guys aren't working on anything exciting. we have a new web page that i swear to god is it's so close it, to it's being about done. to come up <laughs> it is so <laughs> it, it is like, it has been so close so desperately so close it's so close we just need more zeros and ones and it's gonna be oh jason brooks uh dear friend of mine yes friend of the show for yeah. many, many years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, fantastic designer in his own right, and mm-hmm. he has been doing some graphic design work for us. That cool. website will be ready around August. You know, oh, boy, <laughs> man, it was supposed to be ready August for PAX. It was supposed to be ready for GDC. I swear it's coming soon. You got a new coming. video out there. People should check out. that out. What's the name of that new video? Do you remember? It's called, like, what is it called? It's called, like, Ran for Ran for Ran. Okay. Just look it, it up. Uh, look, search YouTube it by it's date. A, it's, You'll it's a find call to it. action. It's on our 17-bit yeah. uh, YouTube page. Uh, there you go. Some cool announcements coming up, and Galaxy will be out later this year. So if you ever want to step into that Saturday morning cartoon and live your dreams of being an 80s anime <laughs> yep. superstar, play our game. Maybe a little 8-4 well sauce said. about to be injected hey. all over it. <laughs> oh, all over Galaxy. Take it up. Um, and... Uh, I guess that's about it. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. Um, seriously, this is awesome. Thank you, all you guys, for being here. This was cool. This yes. was a really fun. Yes. Like, it felt yeah. like Good way to the have family. Hundred... Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in different ways. So, um, with that, uh, why doesn't somebody take us out? I just called <laughs> to say Tomodachi. <laughs> And in my dreams I've kissed your lips a thousand times I sometimes see you pass outside my door Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes, I can see it in your smile all I've ever wanted My arms are open wide I should know just what to say And you know just what to do And I want to tell you so much I love you That brings me to a very special treat. Mary McCoy is going to come up right now, and she is going to sing a song that I wrote, and then she and Dave Curtis, one of the band members, helped to write. But before she comes up, I need to teach all of you something. You're going to, during this song, say one word, and the word is social. Can you handle it? So if I point at you and say social, you're going to go? All right. And Mary's going to actually sing, let's get social. I'll point to you, and you'll say social. All right, cool. Mary McCoy with Continuum, please come on up. This is Let's Get Social.
everyone i want you to stand up right now take out your phones take a selfie with your neighbor it's time to get social hey now y'all can we just get real do we really care about our fans, or is this just another deal? Said another way that we lost our way? Social's about the people, remember? We are people. Do we really need another like, fan, or share? Do we need another post to show up everywhere? I hope as we scatter that we never forget that our posts live forever, even when we go to bed. So connect with me. Let's have some fun. Let's show the world out this game. Give it up, Mary McCoy. Woo! Good job. Good job.